0: is ghetto i wanna leave
1: can you bring me up i'm out on the street by the corner store you know the one on 15 got a bright shirt on so i'm easy to see i've been down and stranded
2: indefinitely i can't reach my planet but You should see these people, it's hard to believe how they treat
1: each other, it's hard to conceive, oh earth, it's ghetto, I wanna leave, oh earth, it's ghetto, I wanna leave.
3: leave. Bitch, we are back in this motherfucking thing
4: but hey days they, hey days my bitches i missed y'all and i missed y'all being with aaron i missed you aaron oh my god it was so hard out you all know.
3: you know the motherfucking vibes i miss y'all so motherfucking much the reason i wasn't here last week was because your your girl i was on the west coast like girl doing what i had to do to you know chase my dreams but I miss y'all so much, and we back, and we're gonna get into the tea as usual. It's your girl, it's your boy, it's your neither, Aaron, your favorite Bush Queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade.
4: And my name is Sidwitch. Please don't call me a bitch. We are here and welcome to the Earth Is Ghetto Podcast, where we know being queer is African. Hey y'all, I miss I I miss being with you. I can't even lie. I really did. Oh, it was so sad. It was so quiet in this bitch.
3: <laughs> yeah, I look, I saw some, I listened to uh the shows. You you held it down. You did what you had to do, period. Uh-huh.
4: Thank you, boo. Oh, but let's get it started. I was so glad when you brought up this topic because we've kind of been talking about um, black femicide while you've been gone. So I feel like this is the perfect topic to start this off with. So take it away, Bo.
3: So, so people that's listening, guilty pleasure, girl. I've been watching Bad Boys L.A. I know, I know. It don't make no fucking sense. It's stupid. It's it's ghetto. I know. But girl, I don't mm-hmm. give a. Fuck. I watched it anyway. Um, (laughs) There is a lot of um, film phobia going on in the show. And I'm trying to figure out why. When we all subbed it, well, not all of them, two of them are straight. But the rest are like saying, I ain't no bitch and I ain't no punk and I ain't no sissy. But girl, again, society will always see you as that no matter how masculine you are
4: because you are. My biggest issue with the show is not just there's a lot of very, um, I don't even want to say male identified because they're all um, male, patriarchy, uh, patriarchal identified um, gay men on that platform. And it's even worse that you have two of the straight dudes who are so afraid, like I I can only call it fear because they're like, it's only team straight over here. They started fighting people because they're not telling you their sexual orientation and shit. And I'm just like, oh my God. right? Yo, these, these Yo, the streets was really acting like Neanderthals on that show, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, but what, was, what I thought, but that was something that was expected. I feel like every time I walk into a queer, a black queer show, and I notice how fucking femme phobic that it really ends up being because it's like oh they hold their hand like this and they're a punk and there's words that i won't say so easily they're here willing to fling them at each other as if they're not going to have to leave this house and deal with it um was really crazy to me
3: and i think this is just a bigger problem like just in the black community in general like even straight black men would cause a man you being soft or you you a sissy like if they express any type of emotion or vulnerability. Oh, you being soft. You a simp. You a sissy. You all. You a punk. You all these things. And, and I hope people, it's bothering and me that a hurts lot. Straight like, guys
4: too. <laughs> yes. No, and, and that's the thing. It hurts. It, it hurts all men. That rhetoric hurts all men because there are men in relationships with some very male identified women who are oh oh, oh, you know you can't cry you can't do this let me go ahead and get a real man I don't want to have to deal with this shit all these emotions and everything and I'm like you don't think the patriarchy hurts you too if that's something you can go through
3: because I saw um, I saw a tweet about Bad Boys LA and someone said oh Darrell is so fine too bad he a punk because if he was a real nigga I would let him fuck me or some shit And yeah, yeah, it's a mess. And I'm like, how can you expect people to like you if you don't even like people that are like, how can you expect quote unquote hood niggas or DL niggas or masculine niggas to like you who is fem, you're fem when you don't even like people who are like you? Mm. You can't get mad, say, you can't get mad at the niggas talking about mask for mask and I want a strong nigga but you don't even like yourself. Like it, it doesn't make sense. You can't get mad at them when they, they don't want you. You go for
4: exactly. And that's not even
3: something you go for.
4: But because we are stuck in this binary system, um, where it's like, oh well, if I'm femme, then I need to be with somebody who's so much more masked because I'm femme. Like that's literally their reasoning. Sometimes they will even bypass their own attractions to go after what they think is more binary. Like I literally had a stud tell another stud, well, I can't be interested in you, my nigga, that's gay. Mams, ma'ams, ladies. (laughs) like It was, and it's something that I really feel like that kind of, um, that gender binary system, every time we, even if it's a TV show or whatever, it's got such a chokehold on us. We bring that shit with us everywhere. And I think it's actually scary.
3: Oh, we got two messages. Issa, hey.
0: Good morning. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know. But hey, y'all, <laughs> I, missed you, I missed you, Aaron. What's up, too. Sid? You been holding it down. I am so ready for this conversation. I'm so ready. Wait, where are y'all watching this? I want to watch it. This sounds interesting. <laughs> where are y'all watching this at?
3: So, on Zeus. Bad Boys, uh, like it's on Zeus. Zeus Network is known for just having a bunch of ghetto shows. People fighting each other over the smallest shit. The
4: most ratchet shit is on that goddamn show. Jocelyn's Cabaret, uh, <laughs> where she's going to fulfill all your fantasies. That's on that show, too that's on Zeus Network too
3: but yeah um, this is really I feel like this needs to be a conversation there's a problem in film, like obviously homophobia and filmphobia go can go hand in hand obviously but even with like cis head black men calling other cis head black men sus or like sim because they're expressing signs of emotion or happen to want to paint their nails yeah let's talk like- about it it's like oh my god you like it's like what's the problem with that and we also need to stop equating masculinity to strictly dark-skinned niggas and femininity to strictly light-skinned niggas because it's like for some reason if you're dark-skinned and you're feminine it's like oh my god how dare you
4: Mm -hmm. like we have these um it's so crazy how we put so much on these terms that aren't fucking real it's so (laughs) crazy how we we are hanging on to these terms that are not real and then saying, for these not real terms, you don't get to be that. Even though it's not real, that's not your space. I just need to know how stupid you sound. <laughs> like, or how, how stupid it sounds um, to even hear that. And um, I feel like the one of the things that I really, is so toxic, not just about the Zeus network, but about bad boys. They've got um, these two white guys on there, um, who are very oh my god! I'm gonna let you explain it.
3: <laughs> we have so I don't even
4: know what to say.
3: So we have two white gay. Everyone's black. It's only two white people on the show. Two white gays in the show who do ghetto cosplay. You know, I noticed that a lot with uh, some of these white gay men who like white people love taking like black aesthetic or black lingo and stuff. But white gay men are starting to do that shit too, and it's pissing me off.
4: Yeah, they're doing it even more than I, I think than even just like the, the regular um, culture vultures are getting into it. I've literally How many times have I heard white guy, gay men say, I've got a, a black, wo- a sassy black woman living inside me.
3: Ugh, I'm like, girl, oh, okay.
4: So cringe. Every time. I'm going so to read some of this
3: article. I'm going to read some of this article, which I do have pinned if you guys want to go through it. So phobia. If you're a femme in any way possible, people think you can't be dominant. You lack leadership skills, you're emotional, all these stereotypes that used to be employed against women as a whole during the last 50 years. Femphobia or femesia is hatred of all people who are perceived as femme, feminine, effeminate, and or twink regardless of their gender. A direct result of femmephobia is the oppression of anybody whose gender presentation is in any way classified as being on the female end of the gender binary due to the fashion sense, behavior, or mannerisms. It reinforces and is reinforced by trans misogyny and misogyny. Femophobia can manifest on any level from internalized misogyny to externalized shaming, policing, and violence. For example, most trans people murdered in the USA in 2015 were femme. The origin. The word femphobia was used by Julia Serrano in her book, Whipping Girl, a Transsexual Woman on Sexism and the Scapegoating of Femininity, which was one of the first uses of the term in relation of trans women explicitly. This is not the first uses of the term, however, as it appears in earlier works such as The film Mystique and Becoming Visible, Counseling Bisexuals Across the Lifespan, describing issues of femphobia within queer communities. Childhood. One way that femphobia manifests itself is through mocking and bullying people, especially boys and children designated male at birth, who likes things that are classified as quote-unquote feminine under the gender binary. For example, the color pink, glitter, princesses, Hello Kitty merchandise, and so on. They are also made to feel lesser for expressing specific, specific emotions, especially crying in the queer community. Femphobia is also, is also rife within the LGBT community, usually as a form of respectability politics in which effeminate, twink, camp, etc., men are held as responsible for the quote-unquote bad image of the gay rights movement. This is a very harmful way of understanding any potential failures or areas of improvement, since the real forces harming queer activism are heteronormativity, cisnormativity, homophobia, and phobia itself as opposed to femme people within the movement. To add to to that, the gay male community employs a practice of shame and shaming in order to consciously reject, suppress, and oppress effeminacy. Extreme examples include personal ads that include the phrase no films, queens, or flamers, no flamboyance, etc. So let me tell you this. After all that, this is why you would never catch me saying things like, oh, he was doing too much, or oh, he's extra, or if I wanted to uh, date a girl, I would. Because that shit can lead to harmful results. And we know that anytime we hear straight people say well you know he was doing too much he can be gay but he was doing too much or he's being extra. We know that that's like borderline homophobic way of saying we bitch we know your ass is a fad tone that shit down so that you can make me feel comfortable and you won't have to be you know just tone it down.
4: And if you make me comfortable then I won't blame you for your own death. Mm. Ooh shit. (laughs) <laughs> I just been over here thinking, and um, it feels like everybody is trying to find a pass for their bigotry, whether it's religion, like whatever it is, they try to like they try to do the most mental gymnastics that they possibly can to um, try and overshadow their own um, bigotry and femphobia. But I'm seeing it on a regular basis, and just like when Saucy Santana was shot at, the one thing that they said is he was doing too much. And all I could think was is like, was that gonna be your excuse if that man died?
3: It, that's was the that thing. gonna they be your excuse
4: that, to be okay with it? That's no better than white people trying to desensitize us to our own death on TV. So even we stop caring. Mm.
5: Like and it even
3: that, like, um, it's a I don't that's why I say, like, what do you mean when people say, oh, well, tone it down or like chill out are you doing too much like uh, to like to who to heteronormativity to like I'm confused
4: am I too much or are you just basic I'm sorry I and I also feel like it's really sad because I feel like I feel like straight men are so repressed that this is also coming out of jealousy Mm-hmm. I- I'm being really honest with you. I really feel like a lot of their hatred is coming from a place of jealousy because you have your, uh, your friends, your theys, your bitches that you can go cry to and not feel any fucking way about it. That's a them problem. They don't got that. They don't even feel like they could do that by themselves. And I feel like it's coming from a jealous place. Like you see all of that freedom in that body and it's not something that you feel like that you, you're you a- ever going to be able to ascertain. So you hate it. Yep. Is that really any different from like the boomers um, or for like, like, listen, our older generation of of black women who are like now all upset that we are saying, no, we don't want to be strong. We want to be soft. I don't wanna to have to do all this shit. I don't wanna do the strong black woman trope. And they're almost upset because they had to do it. They had to live under those constraints. How dare you be able to live under constraints that I had to live under? Right. And th- those are just the analogies that come through my
0: head when I hear that. Absolutely. We have a message. Woo, y'all are hitting it. Oh my God. Um. Oh. I was just talking to Jamie about this and we were just talking about how we we want to be more open about these conversations too because it's so harmful to our community. Um one thing too that I feel like is in the realm of this is older queer folks. Y'all realize older, especially black queer folks have this way of hiding their um femininity or not even hiding it, but they have a way of like, okay, we ain't going to put too much out about our queerness because we got to make everybody else comfortable. Am I the only one who's seeing that? Um Prime example is the whole thing with Boosie. When Boosie had got reprimanded for what he was saying about Lil Nas X and um, Big Frida was taking up for him. Yeah, uh, I was like, Big Frida, why would you do this? Because now I'm
3: oh like, Big
4: I, I love Big Frida. No, I don't like Big Frida. I love Big Frida. I can't even do nothing with these knees, And I be doing the most. I be killing myself <laughs> when a Big Frida song come out. Like, hey, listen, bring out the crutches. will be okay. So I was very, very, very fucked up when she said, i like, I think I blocked that from my memory because when she said that, it hurt all over again.
3: <laughs> yeah, God. I forgot all about that. This is why I don't like respectability politics. Oh, we got to do this to please a certain group of people. We got to behave ourselves. I'm not doing it, that shit because when I do behave myself, y'all still going to shoot my ass.
4: Bro, and it's even more than, than just that. It's like, it's crazy because a lot of older black queer people kind of take on what a lot of older black people have done in reference to, oh, don't do too much in front of the, in front of the white folks. Whereas Black queer people, a demographic within a demographic, are just like, you're doing too much in front of all the straight people. You're just doing too much. If you could just stop doing so much, we would be able to survive. And you know what's worse? They're almost proud of the fact that they've been able to assimilate. And they're looking at you why, like, nigga, why couldn't you do what I did? Why couldn't you have assimilated the way I've assimilated? When they don't even realize they killed so many parts of themselves that they are literally um, upholding the
3: murderers. <laughs> Speaking, it is. Speaking of, like, for example, and I, mm. I have to keep using this as an example when people say, well, you can hide being gay and you can hide doing these things. Uh, the post nightclub shooting. He did not give a fuck who was masculine, who was quote unquote straight passing, who was femme, who was genderqueer. Not, he didn't care. He just knew the fact that you guys were not cis het. And he shot that fucking place up. So I'm not trying to hear this whole. Oh well, you was doing too much. He didn't give a fuck who was in that club when he shot it up. He just knew it was a queer club. So and that's this all whole that he needed. you you can be I don't care how macho masculine you are, you still sucking dick just like I am.
2: And, he and, shot I, it I, up. and I literally,
4: <laughs> and I've literally heard masculine gay men say, "Well, the reason why I act like this is because you know I don't want any issues with other people, so on and so forth." And I'm like, first of all, you're lying because that's not the only reason. That's a, that's, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> you want to be able to assimilate and be accepted and you want to uh, go ahead and center yourself with heteronormativity because you want acceptance in that way, because that's literally how you date. You refuse to even date, even though you're still sucking dick like everybody's sucking dick, but you still refuse to date somebody that is effeminate because you want them to be able to assimilate as well.
3: Mm-hmm. In the article, it even says, um... Within lesbian spaces, a similar type of respectability politics occurs with respect to lipstick, i.e. films, now, lesbians.
4: <laughs> Bruh, that is some of the realest shit. I have I've literally had to stop being friends with certain people. Like I've had I've had um, friends who were like a femme and they were with somebody who I guess was who was a stud, but they were just like too stud for them. I and mean, we were just like, listen, if you're going to act like that, I could just be with a man. Like, this is ridiculous. Blink, 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 blink. Like, are you sure? That's where you want to go with? Uh, okay. Well, she's like, I feel like maybe she has like, you know, just something different in her mind. Cause she's obviously not a man. I mean, I was like, boo, does she say that she is one? didn't you get with her knowing that she was mass presenting? Now you want to go ahead and pick her apart after this is the... Per- like It was it was actually insanity to me. It was really, really weird. I have seen studs straight up. Uh, I have literally been... T- First of all, I've literally been turned down as a person who I guess presents femme. I've been turned down by so many different lesbians that were just like, oh no, you've had dick in the last five years?
3: Can't do it. That's a mess. They told me someone-
4: because I am...
3: It says, um, someone says, I don't want to be viewed as any less radical or representative of my community than my butch sisters just because I'm in a skirt. And I resent being considered the quote unquote right kind of lesbian because obviously there is no right or wrong way to be a woman who loves women. I I think that it is this kind of thinking by heteronormative society that breeds a lack of respect for femme women within the LGBT community. Femme is seen as pandering.
4: 100%. Because, um, a hundred percent. Because especially, like I cannot tell you how many times my actual feelings are invalidated because obviously I do love women. I am pansexual. I love a lot of things, but I do love women, but they will never take me seriously because they view me as confused. I'm confused. I'm telling you what's going on, but I'm confused it's crazy and it's on a regular basis. And it's gotten to the point where it's it's almost, it's a really toxic space to date in because I feel like, man, do I have to put on some type of personality in order to date women now? Why can't I just be me and just date women? But it feels like that's not accepted, that I either need to be super femme, like I gotta pick a side, I gotta be super femme and only date studs because femmes don't want me, it, listen, this shit is so fucking confusing. This Girl, shit is
3: so fucking <laughs> confusing. Welcome to my world.
4: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, everybody go suck a dick. I'm going to buy a vibrator. That's usually how these things end up. I I, Girl, I promise.
3: At this just, point, look, it's just been me, myself, and my toys at this point because I ain't got time.
4: Same child. <laughs> okay.
3: That's Listen, they don't, don't talk
4: to me. To yes.
5: Good morning, panel. Good morning, listeners. Um, yeah, to kind of piggyback off of what, um, Issa was saying, I, I have seen that, and and you know, and it is. Unusual. Um, I've always wondered when seeing those kind of respectability politics happen in both the, um, older black community and the older black queer community. You know, at a time I kind of rationalized to myself that it was an attempt to, um, just kind of pacify themselves for saying, Hey, I assimilated. I don't, I don't want to rock the boat because of maybe physical, um, repercussions, social ostracizing, rejection at a time that was more apropos then. But when I see it persist now, sometimes I wonder if it's um, if the act of of wanting to move forward, because I think fear and control are a big part of just the human experience. I wonder if some of it is um, the, the fear that they cannot control the the future and moving forward. And maybe it aligns with their mortality.
3: Mm.
4: Damn. That's a word
5: uh with that said you know and aligning with their mortality meaning that sometimes i do wonder if older queer folks older black folks don't want to think about uh taking those steps to just be themselves and and kind of step into the present where their queerness um their blackness should be worn more comfortably out and about um, I wonder if, if the hesitation is because it's like, oh, no, I'm moving into the future. Oh, dear, this means that I have to think about what the future means. And the future does mean that there will be um, a part of me that might not be here to experience that. And f- and then the fear comes. And and then, of course, as we know, when the fear comes, a lot of time people will regress and they will repress themselves.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't I can't help but agree I feel like there's definitely a fear there, but like you said, as it has persisted now more currently, I feel like a fear is a part of it, but I also feel like as time has gone on, that fear has turned to a hatred, an internal hatred, that they are literally expelling to other people and then telling all of the baby gays, well, you didn't even have it as rough as I did, granted, Um, and um, you're not even doing um, the work that I had to do. I had to hide myself every day. I had to pretend to do all of these things. I had to figure out how I was going to pretend to be straight every day. And here you are out loud in your fucking platforms and assless chaps. And you're making all of the straight people look at me funny. And I gotta be like, well, I'm not that kind of gay.
3: <sighs> you would never hear me say that dumb ass shit. Just like I would never say, right. I'm not that kind of black. I'm not like them black folk. Girl, I ain't got time.
0: Then speak to um I was just talking about this yesterday like um for the fact that I like films I'm a film and I like films and how you know those relationships are not even taken as something that's serious or real and how it's it's probably it's a little more difficult for me trying to find another film because most films loud ass fucking talk. But yeah, most films are attracted to studs. So I just be like, where do I fit in? I don't know. I, don't know. I need to. I need to go out more. <laughs> B- bro,
4: talk, speak, preach, because that is exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going through on a regular basis. It's like, I'm not femme enough or I'm not stud enough or I'm not. And it's like, I got to go ahead and try and put on this whole new personality just to date femme women. That's really fucking weird. And, the, what's, and what's weird is I'm open to studs. Like, listen, fine is fine as far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm give a fuck. <laughs> but when I realize that it is not the same space over there and then when i finally do get to like say a stud that i think i really like a lot of times it the fact that i have been with men recently is an issue cuz i'm not going to lie now i'm not going to lie and i used to do that straight up to date girls i would 100% lie about being with men mm. And it was literally just so they would talk to me because as soon as I let them know that yes, I'm bisexual or yes, I'm pansexual, they're just like, oh, you mean confused, by
3: Oh, speaking of, so it also says in this article, um, this culminates in femme invisibility within lesbian spaces. Fem invisibility has been a long time struggle for the LGBT community. It is a problem experienced by feminine lesbians, by bisexual and trans women, which both are assumed to be straight by default, and by queer and questioning women whose early romantic relationships with other women are almost always seen as a quote-unquote phase or quote-unquote for attention. The confusion of gender expression with sexual orientation is just as rampant within the LGBT community as outside of it. In fact, it may be even worse.
4: It may be even worse. I'm really beginning to think that because we are so toxic within our own community. We are always trying, like we, it's so crazy how black queer people hate fucking labels. And the only thing we want to do is label somebody so we can see whether we can fuck with them or not. It is insanity. Like, I listen, I'm 35. So there's a lot of uh, terms that I don't, I can't keep up with in the queer community per- period. <laughs> because they're like, well, I'm I'm femme, mask, stem. I don't. And quite. I, mean, I-, I
3: really wish we could just give. You know how I feel about these, especially like me being non-binary, because it yeah. even says in this article like intersections with non-binary identities also results in spaces where trans people are subjected to femmephobia. So it's like I really want. I really because we know these words do not exist. Like they don't really mean anything. They haven't. It's a social construct. So I really don't like. I really wish queer people could stop using "Are you masked? Are you film? Because every time, like, I as soon as I match with someone on Tinder, it's like "Are you film? It's like, "Girl, are you?" Because you kind of tell them on yourself at this point. <laughs> you must be. You must. Are uh, you the first one to bend over? Because that's what it's giving. Because why is that the first thing you want to know? Bitch, you don't so even know if i to you at this point. I don't even know who the fuck <laughs> you are to be asking these questions,
4: Brian. It's it's really sad. I feel like it's, um, and I feel like with a lot of the things that we watch and that we are exposed to, um, only reaffirms those things that you can't be femme in this space, you can't be sad in this space, and that uh, real strength comes from not being vulnerable and etc. Like it's something that is um, that we really are wrapped in. It's it's really sad. This is why I say the patriarchy hurts. Men too, the patriarchy really hurts all of us. All of us are victims of it in our own specific intersectional ways um, because there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to um, go up to a woman who I know loves women and have them tell me, oh, it's got nothing to do with my personality or my looks, but, but the fact that I've touched a dick. Mm. There's a reason why they call them gold star lesbians. Mm. <laughs> When I learned what a gold star lesbian was, I was just
3: like, wait, what? Girl, we have gold star gay, too.
4: See, I didn't even know. Mm. (laughs) Why is this new information? I should have known this. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. All right. But now that we have, um, we did our deep dive into that, I want to go ahead and switch gears just a little bit because, um, and I love, really love how our topics always seem to Um, intersect with one another because they always seem to have to have to do with one another regardless Um, Mm. we really have to tackle the black nuclear family
3: because I've been hearing this a lot and based on the research I've been doing on it uh girl it's it's, it's, we know I know where it comes from but I think you can explain it better than I can
4: well, I mean, like, I don't know if I can explain it better than you, but I can tell you that um, it's one of those things that um, has been kind of, I feel like haunted the Black queer community forever. The Black nuclear family, something that you can never be a part of. <laughs> something that you could never partake in. Um, and I always, um, I never really saw it as, um, as much of as a, an attack as I did when I would see black queer people in church. because mm. we And I didn't remember, I'm, I'm a kid, so I don't know that you're black and queer and why the pastor is yelling at you. Obviously you get older, you look back and you realize, oh, that's what the fuck was going on. That's what that was. Um, and I remember the, the, the pastor talking about, you cannot partake in the destruction of the black family. Like, I remember those words as they're, like, hurling all of these insults at them. Because I remember being young and thinking to myself, this feels wrong. But only as I got older and I was able to actually remember what was said, I realized that that has been, like, an attack on us since the beginning for our existence as to why our existence shouldn't be there. To the point where the Black nuclear family is literally used as this trope for the hoteps and the black israelites and and white people i feel like we forget that the black nuclear family was something that white people talk about a lot it's on fox news on all of these channels they say that it it is the destruction of the black nuclear family which is the reason why we are having um all of these gangs and so on and so forth and blah 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 Mm
3: -hmm.
4: and i'm just like so poverty's got nothing to do with that
3: i have a clip actually don't want to play. Oh, let me mute my
4: stop.
6: Nine straight people that I think would be amazing parents. I know a lot of non straight people that are amazing parents as well. When I talk about being lost in the sauce of white supremacy, MASA is the one that taught us that we only had value based off, of what, based off of what we can produce. You feel me? On the plantation, we didn't have no value outside of what we could bring to the plantation. We can't have that same hubris of thinking when we start to value what's supposed to be in our community and outside of our community. It's a lot of cisgender straight people that cannot reproduce. You feel me? it's a lot of black people in our it's a lot of people throughout the archive of black folks that didn't have kids but we would say they were able to put forth a lot in the black community there are a lot of black leaders throughout our time that that did not have kids we would not denigrate their legacy and say they don't mean nothing because they wasn't able to reproduce a lot of times, folks will get real trivial when they start talking about the LGBT community, and you fold it in some shit about being pro black and you fold it into being about, you feel me, black liberation. Well, you say, well, they're not good for the black community because they can't create more black babies. That idea also goes towards black straight people that either A, cannot reproduce, or B, that do not want to reproduce. If some of us ain't free, then none of us is free is recognizing those cut and dry ways that you believe this is the good productive way to be black and this is not the good productive way to be black. A lot of times you really be perpetuating white supremacy. I know as a black.
4: Ugh,
3: a word.
4: Ooh. child. Thank you, consciously. Thank you consciously.
3: It's amazing how they don't be realizing how they sound. This whole, oh, we gotta do it like because we know where it comes from we we only there's only value in us if we can bring something to the plantation and we've adopted that white supremacist ideology and oh well okay you black but you still gay so you're not a part of the culture that's problematic as fuck
4: and it all boils down to the reason why you're not a part of the culture is because you can't bring what i feel is valuable to it Do you know how crazy that sounds? That sounds like white supremacy at its peak. Mm
1: -hmm. How
4: is that not something you see? How, like it's crazy. And I know it's because we're black and queer and we live intersectionally why we can see both sides. But I still can't understand how that is so lost. Like, don't that sound familiar, bitch?
3: It also comes from capitalism as well, which also aligns with white supremacy girl, you are not worth anything until I can see what you can bring to the plantation. <laughs> like, that's why when I hear panels like um on this app talking about, oh my God, we got to bring back the nuclear Black family and these Black gay men are breaking up the Black family and emasculating the Black men. I'm like, y'all have no idea the roots of where that ideology came from, and you don't even see it.
4: Bruh. They tried to stamp this out of us um, when colonization came. They tried to erase who we were. And they've really done a really good fucking job. Because they have, they have succeeded in certain things. I really feel that. They have succeeded in certain things. Um, like patriarchy really has taken the, just, the, just the autonomy to be sexually fluid or to not have a label. That is something that colonization and patriarchy has taken from us. Because when we predate that, when we go to Africa before that, that's not who we were. So we're literally living in our white supremacy, living in our bigotry within the black community um, on a regular basis because we are some of the most homophobic motherfuckers out there.
3: Mm -hmm. And they love to say, oh, well, everyone's homophobic. It's not just a black thing. It's like, girl, you know damn well it's more rampant. We're not trying to, what you're not going to do is all lives matter the situation. and say, well, Everyone else is doing it, so I can do it. Too. No, you know damn no. well the black community is more homophobic, and we know why and where it comes from.
4: And I'm not even going to say we're more homophobic. Nigga, why was talking about black
3: people? Right. Stay right. on topic. Let's stay on topic. Stay on
4: the <laughs> fucking topic. I don't even give a damn. That's not what I was talking about. You know why I'm talking about the black community? It's because that's the one I'm living in. Now what? It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Uh, And the fact that that's an argument that people have actually used as a real combatant to that is insanity.
3: They love doing that. That's what it's like. So it's like, so the straight black people who either, like he said, can't reproduce or don't want to. Because, again, we need to get out of this whole women just need to automatically have to have kids. This, if I don't want to have fucking kids, I don't want to have fucking kids. And to be honest, I don't have to give you a reason. I just don't want to have fucking kids. Why do we have to expect women just want to wanna have kids by default?
4: Or to, or the, the fact that there are a lot of black queer people that feel like, well, I still need to be a parent so that I can show the black community that I'm still going to be able to bring forth life. Let's not pretend that's not a fucking thing.
3: Right. It's so much pressure. Like People be asking like me, do you? When dating, do you want to have kids? Because I have to have kids. I'm like, girl, like, who pressures you into that? Like, is it because you want them or it's because your family is shaming you because they want to have grandkids?
4: Bro. Because at the end of the day,
3: you're taking care of the motherfuckers, not them.
4: Uh, And listen, I love my mom, okay? I love you to death. But that lady, as she be, she be doing them like reverse jabs like she'd be just like in the kitchen just like well, you know I've made my peace with not having grandchildren it's alright I'm like this Oh <laughs> 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 I'm like well you got some grand cats don't you like the grand cats Milo and Felix are great grand cats listen I, it's ridiculous Oh, uh, we have a message procrastinator
1: So, listening to this conversation, it starts um, making me think of the other end of the spectrum where I I was just in this conversation where uh, they were trying to say that whether women would be happy leading, you know, leading, taking leadership roles and things like that. So, when I tried to state that uh, happiness could depend on external factors as well because when you see a third world uh, rural woman trying to, you know, Fight it out and get out of the suppressed uh, mentality and the suppressed society. And then, when you go on and say that she's responsible for her own happiness, that doesn't make sense, okay? And the funniest part was uh, they were, I think they were like they were black people who who were saying this. I mean, do you just have to go and take it? Men need to just go and take it, okay? Uh, Stuff like that. So, it was very, very comic to hear that.
4: Mm-hmm. That sounds very fucking comical. Because <laughs> it feels like you can't do both. Like it's it, it's it, And I feel like another one of the things that I feel like is so insane to me, because remember, we're always telling women that you need to be able to um, take control. It's not all men. Um, you're not making all, all the right decisions, so on and so forth. But then on the flip side, when we decide to walk by ourselves, at night, we're called stupid. Why would you do that? So you know men are dangerous.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So also you, oh, you know. But on the flip side, we're supposed to be the ones taking control of everything and we should know beforehand before anybody does anything to us. Like, this is why I say the patriarchy has us in a really, um, a really fucked up place. And especially as Black queer people, as queer people of color, it, it sucks because we're taking on all of this. Mm. And and we are we are vomiting we are vomiting it out on each other.
3: Absolutely, girl. It's a like I just really want cishead black men to understand how they sound when they say things like um like this or oh well we have to keep out we have to keep this going and it, you you're gay so you're not a part of us. It's like. But y'all love to say that we're black first before we're gay. So am I black first or am I like, gay first? Because y'all steady clown me for being feminine. You call me faggot all the fucking time and all this other mm-hmm. shit. But you say you're pro-black and, you're, and I'm black first. you're and Clearly not when I'm at the fucking barbershop or at the fucking family reunion or any other, like, cis-head black event where if I dare act feminine, quote-unquote, because that, again, doesn't exist.
4: Because <laughs> they will literally say, what will you fight for first? Your gay rights or your black rights? Uh, which one is being trampled?
3: And it's like, well, damn, I if I take my ass to the hood right now with what I got on, y'all gonna shoot my ass because you can say I'm sweet. If I take my ass to the white neighborhoods, I still feel unsafe because, again, I'm black and dark-skinned at that. So they're so they gonna probably think scared. I'm trying to... They already scared about that because oh my god we ain't used to seeing that and your music is too loud and there's too much going on they're gonna call police on that so yeah, I a, don't a have a stylist robber space. I've ever seen
4: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> it does it and there and the worst part is is that trying to talk to black straight people and tell them there is no safe space for you they will literally turn around and tell you well it's just not your turn for rights right now. They will literally tell you it's not your turn for rights right now. You got to, well, like, listen, we got to get this done first, and then we can do what you got going on.
3: Like, you do know you can walk and chew gum at the same time.
4: Right. It's, it's, it's kind of insane because it's like we spend so much time being dismissed by our own community on a regular basis. They tell us what we're feeling is not real. We tell us, they tell us our sexuality is just a feeling um like being angry or something like that.
3: It's to the <laughs> point well, like, all- at this point because I've been hearing this um again because I I put I, I'm about to send you the link I put up a, a survey simply says head black folks a lot of them really think that queerness is not like they really think like either a it's the government that's making the black man gay <laughs> like I said oh they my God. They think it's, like, white people, like the white man, that's why the black man is gay, so that we can be weak, so we can't be ready, and all this other shit. A lot of black folks don't think that being queer is a black thing when it always has been before colonization, like, as far back as, like, 2400 B.C. Bro, you know, it's
4: it's so crazy. I can't even get my words out. It is so crazy to me when they say shit like that like oh we won't be ready like for some reason homosexuality is going to weaken your reflexes like i <laughs> like i don't understand
3: they have no idea like how many fights i've going been in on. i've beat a lot of niggas ass so like my lifetime um, like this whole oh you ain't going to be ready to fight like bitch i will fuck you up if i have to <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's not he's not he's not joking
3: like I can girl imagine. like and then slip my wrist after I get done and grab my purse. <laughs> no,
4: like listen. Listen, be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> flick at her wrist, okay? And be and do what I gotta do next. But it's crazy to me when people say shit like this, like we're we're somehow going to weaken, like you oppressed, used suppressing other people is what's going to weaken us. Putting us in therapy is on a regular basis from your own toxicity is something that probably weakens us. Um, my God, like uh, all of the, uh, you want to talk about all kinds of shit. What about all of the, the men who aren't staying with the women that they're fucking and leaving all of these babies? Um, I feel like that would probably weaken us a little bit more. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, lack of healthcare, um, poverty, um, li- shit that's real.
3: Right, like, like things that actually, uh, like like you said, lack of healthcare, poverty, uh, financial literacy. There's so many things we could be talking about other than me sucking some pain. Bruh, I, I promise you, when he sucks a dick, no one dies. I promise you, it's not going to stop you from getting a paycheck. It really isn't. Like,
4: the sun comes up tomorrow. Um, you know, like, everything's the same for you, partner. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, we got uh, two more. Procrastinator.
1: That's uh, so relatable because in that whole conversation, it was literally like, um, you know, they were completely very, very insecure about women taking over and women being leaders and women having, you know, leadership roles and what is going to happen. And on the other side, when I tried to uh, basically show them that in third world countries, this is what happens. And uh, it's not, you know, you have to create the circumstances as well. And you can't say that the woman is responsible for everything because the society is not very, uh, you know, kind to the woman. So then they are like, uh, no, women are responsible for it women need to just go out and take whatever they want and things like that so on one hand you are like you're saying that you know men go out and take it so women also should go out and take it and on the other side when she's doing that then you have a lot of problem, a lot of problem. Mm.
4: bro remember when we played that clip with the um with the you know the hoteps and the manosphere and they were saying that shit like um This woman came up to me and said that she had a great job, a car, that all she needed now, as she already bought her house, all she needed now was the man. And I said to her, well, you've just disqualified yourself.
2: And I was like, I was like,
4: do you know how, 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 like, I was confused. I felt like I skipped over a part of the clip. I was like, wait, it's
3: like, how dare you as a woman be successful? Like, how dare you?
4: like it is so they are so scared they are so scared of women being in charge they are so scared of women having things like and i feel like the thing about it is is like when you let men know that i don't need you to provide or protect me they realize they actually have to grow a personality oh my god <laughs> girl i said it Fledged to death <laughs> <laughs>
5: I agree. That is just mind blowing. And lately, in some of these spaces, it's just so insulting to my intelligence and other queer Black people in the audiences, their intelligence as well. When they use that, uh, well, when we, we're Black first, and we don't have anything against the LGBTQ, but then go right into talking about how it's here so that it can, um, of course disrupt the black family and and disrupt the black community and it's just like y'all don't even have the mental capacity to not to even give some some pause in between you jumping from you trying to tell me that it's not about the lgbtq and then jumping into demonizing the lgbtq make it make sense and i heard one of the craziest things um that when we talk about what's the white man's problem, the white man's disease, I, there was a gentleman that said the reason why we rape is because they rape. That's one of the sickest things I've ever heard Wait, in my what? life. What? And it's on here, these panels. What? Wait. You know
3: what? I believe it because a look, a lot of these hotels on here be saying the most craziest shit.
4: Oh my God.
3: Yeah, this is why we have people defending people like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. Because of dumb ass shit like that.
4: And this is also why we have this platform, because we can't live in that sphere every single fucking day. That can't be the only thing we got to listen to. That's some bullshit. I'm disgusted. Like, my stomach actually turned just now.
0: (laughs) It's a read they always want to shout what about the kids don't give two shits about these damn children because when you bring up anything else that that endangers the children for real they ain't got nothing to say they they want to skip and then gloss over that conversation so uh yeah Whew, I, I have a topic i might do i i'm 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 going back and forth if i should do this conversation because i don't I know if they, they ban me, they anti-black. I should put that in the title. But yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it's so redundant. I'm just so sick of specifically black federal men at this point. I, I am. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not, I'm not going to lie.
3: Girl, I, listen, I understand. But it's so funny because it, we're not at a point to where it's like when we call out. Because again, I'm pro-black, all-black people. And when I call out a specific, like, part of black people, I'm apparently upholding white supremacy because, oh, my God, you're talking like the white man because you're calling us. No, I'm calling out your white supremacist tactics that you are using against people like me. What you are doing, what you are trying to uphold, patriarchy, was wasn't made for you, by the way. Patriarchy was not made for black men. I need y'all to get off this shit. Like, oh, I make the bread. You can't accept the fact that we was once a matriarchal society, meaning women led everything in Africa before Congress. That, that just has a lot of y'all shook. Yeah, and you're seeing They that. can't
4: handle that. They can't
3: handle that. Patriarchy was not made for black men. So stop with this whole, I'm um, the head of the house. I got to make most of the bread. She can't make more money than I. It wasn't made for you.
4: And on the other side you have women this is something that i've had to uh, go ahead and actually break myself out of where i thought that i have to be with a man who is going to be able to uh, financially provide for me and that if you aren't providing for me financially then you're not going to be able to be in this relationship with me do you understand and i also feel like now i and now on the now what i will say Especially since patriarchy is what they want to do. If there are bitches outside there who are like, listen, that's what I want, I feel like you should go get it. Especially since that's the world we fucking live in. But I also think that it is really damaging when I see women who are the breadwinners. They have a husband at home who is taking care of the children and they go into their friend circle and they're, that man is being emasculated and being like, oh, well, that's not a real man because he stays mm. at home with the kids. I can't believe you allowed this woman to go and work. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really that domestic. <laughs> just going to be straight up. <laughs> no, It's not my ministry. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, w- for some reason, felt like I need to be more domestic so I can find a man who's going to financially. <laughs> Yo, it is really fucked up the things that they tell us as little girls that we mm. need. Um, it is really fucked up. Every Disney movie that I watched was just like, find yourself a nigga and they will take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> now i think it is now on the flip side of that i think it is very toxic when black women want to go ahead and have something like that and they're demonized as gold diggers but that never happens to white women that never happens to hispanic women that never happens Ooh. to them Ooh. <laughs> mm. I just, I, listen we go if we're gonna talk about all sides of it let's talk about all sides okay. of it because, yeah. I can, because I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I can say that if you can, going out there and thinking that the only thing that was going to bring you value is somebody's financials.
3: Mm.
4: Now, I know that's not the way a lot of women are thinking. They're like, listen, I just need you to be able to keep up with me. I know that's not what a lot of Black women are even thinking. But the the thought process of you're, when a woman gets a stay-at-home dad and she's the one that works, Which, by the way, she may love fucking working. She may love her job. Mm. Bro, I feel like it's crazy. Like, she may be living her dream. This man may have been man enough to allow her to live her dream. And we don't even want to look at that side of it. That's what bothers me. But on the flip side of it, whenever a white woman gets married or a Hispanic woman gets married and they don't work, they are never looked at as gold diggers. And they are raised to do that. Black women are not raised to do that. Black women are raised to be independent. Let's be real. Period. 100%. But I just had to put that out there because there's a lot
0: more nuance to shit like that. Uh, Issa Reed and, and not having a bunch of kids outside of marriage and, 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 and uh, all these things these Negroes doing, it's not destructing the black community, but being gay is being gay is
4: (sighs) like do you know how crazy it is when you think about it like i'm doing something that will never affect your life you are literally leaving children out there to fend for themselves i will never forget quick story time i will never forget i was probably around 24 years old i didn't have a car at the time and i was sitting at a bus stop in sunrise florida and this fine-ass man is sitting next to me. And when I say he fine, he look good, girl. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. And we're on the bus and we're talking, so on and so forth. And he was like, you know, let me walk you home. You know, let's see what's up. And I'm like, I'm not stupid. There's a park. We can get off here. We can go walk there. That's fine, because we're in the daytime. How about that? And he's like, of course, I'll do whatever. It's all good. This man sits down and proceeds to tell me that he would love it if I would be his third and I said, first, and I said, third, what? because <laughs> i'm I'm dumb. And I said, third, what? And he was like, "You know, just one of the women that I'm with right now, just I want to be completely transparent because, you know, in the past, I haven't always been so honest, and I've taken over a new leaf. I'm just like, oh, wow. this is this is his introduction. He's got seven kids. He's got three baby mamas, a woman who he's living with now, who's pregnant?
6: Mm.
4: he hasn't seen and I asked him and of course and from young this has always been a question of mine whenever I date a guy with kids how often do you see them this man said well I try to see the girls on Christmas and I saw and I was like oh hell nah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no he now he treating his kids like how folks be going to church Oh, I only go on Christmas and <laughs> Easter <laughs> you <laughs>
4: And then proceeded to tell me, get this, proceeded to tell me that he now realized that what he needs to do now is have a polyamorous lifestyle because he's already been so good at making all of these beautiful children. Why shouldn't he continue to spread it and I should be one of those baby mamas? Baby, basically, this nigga was telling me, make me breed you know? Mm. I, I, child. I cannot tell you how disgusting he wanted to be is. The
3: next, next. He wants to be the next Nick Cannon.
4: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Procrastinator.
1: <laughs> so in this other group, when I actually went ahead and said that, um, actually they asked me whether I was married or not, because um, I kept talking about patriarchy and how it is humming everyone and things like that. So I was like, no until I don't finish my medical residency, I'm not going to get married. And um, uh, it's only after that because I'll feel financially stable and I'll be able to stand on my own feet. And that's when I'll I'll, I'll plan to get married if I want to. So they were like, uh, they were very, I mean, they didn't take it in a very good way. So (laughs) I find that really strange because um, I'm from India. And uh, you know. For me, like, you know, no one has had this reaction in my case. Not even the people around me, not even my parents. It was really, really weird. (laughs) I mean, on a platform from first world countries, people are reacting that way. Weird.
4: Like, isn't it crazy? Because you would think that would be like a third world mindset. Oh, the women shouldn't be educated. Like... (laughs) like you would think that wouldn't be coming from a fucking first world country but it is they a hundred percent want us to be domesticated barefoot pregnant but then still don't be gold diggers um, so that you don't take all my money and make sure that you still have a job so that you can bring something to the table while making sure to play care for you by destiny's child in the background like i don't (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) How you can want all these fucking things from me at once like you got to make sure not to have no bodies and you have to make sure to be a virgin but you also got to have sexual prowess and know how to suck this dick like we're
3: <sighs> girl they want you to do all these things to please suck the dick and meanwhile they still can't give y'all an orgasm so you got to fake girl. it for the
1: ass
3: i ain't faking shit
4: that's one thing queer sex has got over straight sex because we <laughs> bitches be coming, okay? I don't know why y'all do it. what are you doing? But um, but do you see how crazy it is? That is a, a woman of color who is going to, wants to finish her medical residency and be financially stable before she has kids. And in in Jamaica, where I cover boop, 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 that's where you celebrate, bitch. <laughs> but for some reason, <laughs>
3: It's like how dare you be educated? Like that's a problem now. What
4: happened? so <laughs> funny. It's insane. And and women of color, black women especially in this country, are the most educated.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And and now and we think that like oh child, I don't mm. Issa. <laughs>
0: Why you had to add that it was in Sunrise, Florida? And I know exactly what you're talking about. Jesus. We need to do better, Florida. What are we doing? <laughs> that's horrible. But, um, yeah, that's horrible. Jesus said,
4: <laughs> I See, the way she even said Sunrise, Florida, you can hear the flashbacks of the memories in when she said it. Listen child that was so traumatizing (laughs) i really got stories for days one day we'll do an after dark show (laughs) because that's where stories about florida belong just being honest um um amna Selim. is this a live call
1: i don't get it
4: Oh, you just made it the first time on this app. We leave you can leave voice messages, and this is a live uh, podcast. Welcome, procrastinator.
1: So I've so I've been here like just I mean I just joined yesterday, and um, it completely changed my perspective. I mean, Stereo has literally um, cleared a lot of doubts. I think I would say because um, you know for a. 25-year-old like me, okay, seeing all these 40-year-olds um, and 30-year-olds and, you know, talking this way is, I mean, that too from first world countries who, I guess, for coming from India, I really had uh, somewhat of a better expectation. Maybe it was, I guess it was the magic of the Western media. So, I mean, yeah, I've, I, I mean, my perspective has changed and... Yeah.
3: Yeah, the media, don't let the media, don't let the media fool you, girl. America is a third world country, too.
4: A third world country with a Gucci belt on. We don't, we, we, we
3: are, we ain't shit. We don't give a fuck about others. We don't, we're spoiled. We, we, we're a third world country.
4: And I have to remember our parents came from quote unquote third world countries who were also under this guise of, of what America was supposed to bring. And oh my God, like, what a lie that we have been sold. What a lie we have been sold. It's so crazy to me. And um, and you have to remember like in Jamaica, which is actually a really poor country, especially in the 60s where my mom was growing up, education was top tier. Mm. Like, like like, my mom came to America and when she came to America to go be an RN, that bitch just klept all her classes. She's like, I've been doing this. <laughs> oh like, my, mm. we're good. Oh, it's so sad. But I, I feel like what the next question needs to be is, um, what can we do about it? And I think, the, I think the answer is nothing.
3: Yeah, I can't really think of anything we can do about it. They are so lost in the sauce of white supremacy
4: the only thing that we can do is to continue to create our own platforms, to continue to create our own black queer movies, people of color, indigenous people. Like we have to just continue to do our own shit. And but that's not gonna be the answer to anything. See, that's
3: why I have to stop you right there because like you push that on our kids when you be talking like that because they ain't be really seeing all that on TV. And that's why I say the white man trying to do that to our families.
4: Listen. That's why your kids don't talk to you now. That's why you' stuck in Sunny Isles Nursing Home waiting to be turned twice a day, and ain't nobody oh answering no fucking calls. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was
3: period. Ancient. period. That's why you're in that bed. You got ulcers now because don't want to. It- <laughs> Woo, child, it's a mess. Um, moving on. Listen,
4: yes, child. Moving on. Switching to our next topic. Oh my goodness. Um, And this one I'm actually going to let you lead. I actually thought this was very interesting. It's kind of a topic that we've kind of slightly touched on before. Um, Fetishization is not a cure for colorism. Um, Right. I feel like the reason that you called the topic that (laughs) was because uh, we see a lot of times that when people are trying to defend their racism, the one thing they will say, I have a black wife. I have a black daughter, I got black cousins, I got I got black all kinds of things. And then when you actually realize why they have um, relationships uh, interpersonally with black people, it's because they have a fetish.
3: Mm-hmm. I saw um, I saw a clip on Instagram of this light skinned queer man, and someone asked him, "Well, hey, what's your type? What's your type of guy?" And he was like, "Well, first of all, he has to be masculine, and you no, know, he was like, first of all." He has to be dark skinned, but he has to be masculine if he's going to be dark skinned. And he has to be tall and he has to have a tattoos and he has to have <laughs> a beard. And so it's like, and then you have people, um, you have other light skinned people in the comments saying, what's the, this is what I'm talking about. We, we, colorism affects us and people don't like us and we're being bullied. I'm like, and then I'm like, actually, from a dark skin perspective, this is not a compliment because why, do I have to be all of these things for you to be attracted to me?
5: Mm. So since Mm.
3: I'm dark skinned, I have to be masculine. Since I'm dark skinned, I have to be, I have to have a beard, I have to have tattoos, I have to be six foot four. That's not a compliment. So your fetishization of me is not a compliment Say, oh, I love dark skins because I bet you have a big dick and all these other things. That's not cute. It's
4: not. It's really not. And I feel like on uh, the other side of it, for even a lot of dark-skinned Black women, some of them, um, like, they want to be able to be soft, but because they've had to be so independent, that's not a luxury they can have. And so they constantly feel like they have to force themselves to be the most effeminate so that they won't be masculinized because they're dark-skinned. We listen. We, we were we were calling Serena Williams a gorilla not very long ago.
3: I ain't forget. They still misgendering her. They still misgendering me Meg stallion. It's, it's like Boom. so. It, it kills me when I see like um because I some I'm just gonna say it's some cishead black women on this app who are so transphobic, and it's like y'all do know that Come quite on. frankly society can misgender y'all as well, and you're not even trans. So it's like, how mm-hmm. dare you? Because, again, we have to talk about how colorism comes into play. The darker skin you are, you're supposed to be assertive and aggressive and all these other things masculinize black women already. But it's like, mm-hmm. if you're dark skin on top of that, it's like, oh, shoot like Because we have to be assertive. Got- yeah.
4: yeah. Bro, it's, it's the craziest shit in the world. You don't give black women a place to be soft, then you upset when they rule in their shit. I don't understand that, and and it's like, and then for black women who are like uh, professionals, they feel like, oh, I really got to be superwoman because I already have this very masculine job. Now I got to go home and make sure I cook and clean and I do all these things so that I can be looked at as the perfect woman. And you're just like, nigga, aren't you
2: tired?
3: We got to do better. Yeah. I'm like, we we, I'm really sick of that because I'm. It's annoying because, like, why can't dark-skinned queer folks men be feminine as fuck quite mm. frankly and they love saying well well he's just flamboyant you're only saying that because he's dark-skinned and you're not used to seeing that for real and That's i don't take truth. that i don't take the word flamboyant as an insult flamboyant means confident so mm. call it what you want i don't give a fuck like if you look it up it, t- it says confidence
4: Honestly, and I feel like at the end of the day, they've used all of these words and weaponized them against us. And But I feel like it's the, the sad part is, is that all of that massage noir that we have gone through, we're taking into our own communities. I only want to be with a dark skin, tall black guy who's super masculine with a beard. <laughs> like everybody want to be with Kofi Sarobi. I get it. I understand.
3: <laughs> like, he He's
4: so fine. God, he really is so fucking fine. Like, oh my God. I just, Oof. sorry. Anyway, my bad. <clears throat> bad to topic, my bad. over here. <laughs>
3: <way. laughs>
4: <laughs> sorry. I, I like envisioned him after I said it and then I forgot. Anyway, moving on. Um, but like at the end of the day, we expect every black man to fill that role. And you can still be, because um, uh, there's uh, people who don't identify as non-binary, who identify as men, who are who are uh, who are homosexual, and they are so lost in the sauce. They are literally looking at other uh, black men that look just like them, and be like, "Oh, I don't even understand why you would do that. That's just like be like be a man."
3: But you get the, these for the main ones. Just be a man. Why you gotta do all that? But get mad when folks who don't want to come to you.
4: Bro, brokenhearted <laughs> over the fact. And I'm just like, you've never made yourself a safe space. And I always want to take tell those black queer kids, hey, you remember growing up and hearing your parents say homophobic shit, hearing your parents say fucked up shit and just knowing as you grew older, that would just never be a space you could have a conversation. And then you literally turned into those people.
3: Yeah, I really, it's a mess. This is why I I just really, when he said that, it just triggered me. Because we always hear this. Hell, quite frankly, even in black gay porn, you never, I barely ever see um, feminine dark skin bottoms. Or if the dark skin is always, the dark skin has to be on top, the light skin Mm -hmm. on bottom. It's like, oh, I thought you, it's like, girl, why, again, colorism is so strong. And this is why I'm going to keep talking about it every chance I get. Because bitch, mm-hmm. just because I'm dark skin, I would throw this ass arch this back in a minute.
4: Like throw it in a circle. Like, girl, <laughs> uh, make <you> forget like I <laughs> get what you came here for. Um, but no but for but on on another end of that, I'm like, even when you look at black gay porn, it's always like the hood nigga who's coming to fuck the light skinned dude and so on and so forth. It's like that is what it is every single time. I don't even ever see like two black effeminate men. In general, because we just pretend that black effeminate men only want to be bottoms,
3: and that's not the case. What? Like there are feminine tops, and there are super masculine bottoms. Who, yeah, I know trap niggas that only take it up the ass.
4: Oh my god, <laughs> like
3: I know trap niggas, trap niggas that like will fuck you up, like will sh- do some, like will fuck up your holes, like, and will strictly only take it up the ass. And I know some real, real, like, feminine niggas who, like, wear makeup, cross-dress, who only give dick. So we need to get out of this whole, oh, if you're dark-skinned, you're going to do this. And if you're feminine, you're only going to be a bottom. Bitch, I would sit on your face in a minute and be on about my day.
2: (laughs) I know I wasn't ready. (laughs) What I said
3: i take it a sip of water he
4: said what he said i put myself on mute and had to dive for a little bit so i could come back and talk to y'all
3: like it's some real anyway. shit like i'm being for real like i know some who again like hell even from like kingston niggas like who only's taking up their ass?
4: <laughs> girl amen listen i'm just glad this is not being played in the islands oh my god Ooh. um <laughs> No, we really might have to like fight for our lives. Um, but it's, <laughs> no, it's uh, and I feel like the, the fetishization is something that is um, so strong within the community. And uh, what's worse is I see that colorism being a constant within it every single time. Oh, wow, we got messages. In we this got, house. this is right um, going on. Okay, I'll start at the top. Uh, it really is in a way
1: nothing. But then, I mean, you need to keep uh, having these arguments once in a while uh, and just make sure that it doesn't, you know, uh, take up your sanity. Because, I mean, today I was like, I literally got the shock of my life after hearing all of this. So, yeah, so that is like really important. I mean, uh, there are are people who who you just can't, um, I mean, who will not be willing to, you know, see the other side because... um, uh, they're so favored by the patriarchy in a way, like, um, because it gives them their privileges. So I think um, that is one way to look at it. And um, mm. yeah, I mean, this is really, I mean, uh, the contrast that I, I mean, I saw and uh, the conversation.
3: Listen,
4: I know the conversation here versus the conversation that you're hearing on other ones. Oh, I'm so sorry, child. Issa Reese. I just
0: learned there's a new word for that um, called darkism. Jamie was just putting me on the game with that, with the fetish- fetishization of dark-skinned people. I'm coming in at the end, so I hope that's what y'all talking about. But I did just learn about that and... Whoa, oh, it's levels. Man. This colorism conversation, it's levels, baby. Okay, girl, it's so strong. Like, girl, she is
3: here to, she ain't going nowhere. That's why I'm gonna keep dragging her ass. I'm gonna keep bringing her up. I'm gonna keep bringing Miss yeah. Colorism up because
4: uh, every time every time we don't talk about it and, and think about it is colorism is something that affects so many different types of people that it's not even black people that are dealing with colorism in this country like I did not know that um like 70% of the ads that are played in India or just in Asia in general are about bleaching we talk about Jamaica and bleaching that shit was insane mm-hmm. to me like cuz India is full of all of these beautiful melanated people but they're not in their bollywood they're not on TV. It's the same thing when you go to uh, Telemundo. Like, you only see white Hispanic people, even though it's black Hispanic people that are literally the population, most of the population in those countries.
3: Uh, Girl, <laughs>
4: uh, Ammo. I'm new to this app. Well, oh, well, hi, Nick welcome boo procrastinator Uh,
1: you know this is something that is uh, being talked about a lot in india that how you are conditioned from a very young age to be a boy or to be a man i mean to basically be a man and be a woman because uh, you know when the child becomes like three years old four years old kind of they start giving the girl kitchen sets and um you know, pretty things and the colour, this, the color, you yeah. know, demarcation and the boy is like all racing cars and he's not supposed to act like a girl and he can run like a girl, if he falls, he's not supposed to cry. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's just flawed when you say that uh, a kid can't cry. So it has a lot to do with the society, a lot to do with the yeah. society. And uh, the way people are nurturing their kids also. Uh, this as well needs
4: to change a bit. We can- Listen, we won't even get into the gender reveals and okay. how my mother has seen disappointed parents. Uh, they're not not only disappointed that they were girls, but disappointed that they came out darker than they thought they were going to come out. Ooh. I thought her eyes were going to be green like yours,"
3: said you the good. black
4: man in the good. hospital room.
3: Girl, let me tell you um, something, because I didn't heard niggas on this app talk about. Ooh, I bet oh, she's pretty. I want to have babies with her because we're gonna have some pretty babies. She gonna have green eyes, but y'all be the main one saying you pro black, but you're saying a lot of anti black ass shit. Mm. Girl, it's the double standard for me. And,
4: and and it's and it is constant. That's why I'm saying, like think think about like the fact that patriarchy and um patriarchy, colorism and racism are in everything we do
3: and girl girl let me get some of these white gays together too um telling me that um let me i'm just gonna go down the list oh you're cute for a black guy or oh i love black i want to try black or oh i bet you have a big dick or big black cock or slong or oh you must be a top because you're black you're racist as fuck it's you're not going to tell me, oh, it's not racist because I like it. No, it's racism. Saying, Assuming that since you're Black, you have a big qu and you know I hate the word cock. I feel like a noose is around my neck oh. when I hear that word. I think it's a confederate flag. <laughs> I don't like that word. I don't know why, well, I know the history behind it. what white folks say it, but if you're Black and you say cock, I don't trust you. But <laughs> I don't like that shit. But this whole um Oh, I bet you have a big... Assuming that black people have big dicks is racist. It's a fetish. What stands uh, from racism?
4: 100%. And I also feel like on, on my side, the things that I'm getting in my inbox from white guys are I've always wanted to try chocolate. I want you to be my Reese's Pieces Buttercup. Listen, there was some Girl. very, very weird shit. Um, I had a guy tell me well, you know, he feels like he's been with every race and that's, I'm the last one.
3: Like, bitch, I, bitch, I am not your, like, lab rat, bitch. Like,
4: Yo, they're out here experimenting on...
3: <laughs> but I want, like, white folks who, like, go for black folk saying stuff like that is racist. This whole, oh, well, ooh, you, you cute, or you I bet you got a big dick. Okay, well, where does that come from? Why what makes you assume that? And what makes you assume that I'm not so masculine and not worth like that's not a compliment to me.
4: It's not. And I feel like we think that it is a compliment because I remember hearing like gay guys be like, see, he's gay, but he's not like like all crazy with it and all like extra and shit. Like, I like him. He's nice. Like, I like the way he is. And I'm just like, you got a tiara on. What the fuck are you talking about? Like it it is it is insane to me. Um from Huntress.
2: Much love to you both on the panel. I hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where you're at. Um, yes, uh fetishization is not a cure for colorism. Yeah. Um I just had a conversation with like um, one of my homeboys about it, actually. And I was just letting him know that um, the way sometimes he would talk about women, like his preferences when it comes to like, I love mixed girls type shit. Like it's, it's really fucking weird. And then when he asked me why, I was like, don't you think it's kind of odd that like you really do put like, when you look at a woman, you really do factor like the, like the tone of her skin and like how dark she is or how light she is like that that's even like a factor in anything that she like look at isn't that a little bit odd to you and um
3: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh i hate gender reveal parties honestly i wanted to discuss that one time at one point too <laughs> It's so disgusting, especially with the, the idea of the girls. Niggas basically about to kill people because they about to have a girl. It's like, damn. See, but that's just, that so consciously shows, you know, how people know what women go through. They don't want mm-hmm. their little baby girl to go through it. They that's know. Really
3: niggas don't, niggas don't want to have baby girls because they have to rethink about how they treat women like shit now. They don't want that to happen mm-hmm. to their daughter.
4: They're like, oh my goodness, maybe karma really is real. What if she but ends up being with
3: a man like me? They would rather have a baby boy so that w- and let that boy when he turns 10 years old have a, a 50-year-old prostitute give him lap dances and shit and fellatios Ooh. and so that that's fine. And mm. then at the same time treat them to be homophobic. Girl, okay. <laughs> Listen,
4: <laughs> Boosie, who I literally have just nicknamed the Louisiana River Cricket. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> has Has... Um, <laughs> really shown me at least especially in his comment sections, how toxic it really is because when that shit came out and he had literally talked about paying for prostitutes for boys under the age of 13 grown ass women and to see men being like well you know maybe that's how they bond nigga excuse me that was a real answer that was
2: something I saw I saw that shit. Wow. But that's How okay, that though, fair? because,
3: like, he's a man, like, he's a player. Like, he got so many girlfriends. Like, just let him have fun. So what if she was 50 years old and he she he got left, there? That's fine, because it's heteronormative, so I don't see a problem with it.
4: Bruh, bruh. I just want to tell most, a lot of the straight men out there who lost the virginities at from 11 to 15 with women over the age of 20. Sir, you were assaulted.
3: Because they love to say, oh, I lost my virginity at 14. I'm like, ooh, child, it's giving, call the police. Abolition can wait, call the police.
4: (laughs) Especially when they're saying, oh, this was with my babysitter, which also tells you women are abusing little boys too. And we're not looking at that because of patriarchy. The patriarchy hurts men too. Every turn we could turn this back into the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is insane. And though and for some reason, those women will never be prosecuted because those little boys have been conditioned to feel like sex at any time should be congratulated.
3: That's what makes them a quote unquote true man.
4: We don't we don't know how fucked up that, that is. Cause if we ever heard a little boy a little girl talking about how she lost her virginity at 14 years old with a 20-year-old man we'd be like so where's the police and where are your fucking parents people don't give a fuck about little boys especially little black boy I, I, I just listen it kills me because it is it is so crazy that we will have people who will come on this app they used to be the folks saying season. what about the kids but the, bro after they just went ahead and did If It's Up and It's Stuck in front of a two-year-old baby it was just so happy when they followed along. (laughs) Oh, okay, some of these messages are procrastinator.
1: And when people start putting men into these stereotypes, uh, that's where all hell breaks loose because um, Mm. when he can't show his emotions, it comes out the other way. And it usually comes out to the person that is most vulnerable, that is mainly to his partner, his wife or something like that. Because, um, you know, men, especially toxic masculine men, they know their boundaries and they know their limits. They're not going to do it everywhere. And, you know, it's it's actually the most um, root of the problem is the fact that this masculinity was imposed on them. So that Mm -hmm. is like something that really needs to change. Because um, like literally now it's, you know, the whole toxic masculinity thing is being celebrated and it's so, it's so disturbing because emotions are equally important. Being sensitive is very important in order to know the other side and, you know, to know yourself as well.
2: Uh,
4: That's a word. And that, again, tells you how much the patriarchy is just hurting men. And it's like they're the most willing victim of it they walk into it on a regular basis not even remembering what it was like when you were a little boy and couldn't even tell somebody that you were touched because you felt that made you gay Mm -hmm. you couldn't even be open and vulnerable to go ahead and be honest like come on
2: man just living within it uh huntress And then, you know, he passed it off as like, oh, it's just a preference. It's just a preference. I'm like, well, your preference is fucking weird. Like, what about what about like a mixed race woman? And when I say mixed race, I'm speaking like specifically like black and something else because that's what he seems to be into, or a light skinned um black woman that's not mixed um I was like, what what about a light skinned black woman is like so special to you? like what makes her better than like a dark skinned mm. woman and he's like, "Well, it's not that she's better, it's just a preference I'm like once again like it's it it has to be a preference for like for a reason like what is the reason mm. like, I'm not understanding like when I look at a man, like I don't think one is better than the other just due to the context of like their skin tone like I don't know that's just mm. not what I'm fucking looking at. I don't get it I don't
3: I am no because that, that is so true because I am no longer interested in when people say, "Oh, that's my preference, and then it's like, okay, well your pref- of course it's your preference because it is closest to white. So, of course, it's a preference because whiteness is always going to be, it's always been the standard okay. in the society. So, I'm not trying to hear that, oh, well, that's my preference. I bet it is your preference because the way, desir- <laughs> the way desirability politics works, the more closer you are to white, the more desired you are. So, you have to think of something else. And number two, And also, if I prefer apple juice over orange juice if we just so don't have orange juice, then sure, I'll take apple juice. But if I say, no, I don't want apple juice, then it's no longer a preference. It's a requirement that I have orange juice. So this whole preference...
4: Oh, and I, I was just going to say, and just to piggyback off of that, if we're using juice as an analogy, also, when I ask you what type of juice that you like, you don't tell me what juice you hate. You don't say, fuck apple juice. <laughs> apple juice is the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. And I cannot tell you the acidic nature my stomach is after drinking it. I promise you, you'll just tell me what you like.
3: That's right. Like you have these dating profiles, no fats, no films, no agents, no blacks. But and then when I call you out on that, well, why where does that come? Why not? Well, that's just my preference. Bitch, you they have to put that there to begin with.
4: Bro, and also let's popularize keeping our toxic preferences to our fucking selves.
5: Can Boosh. we do that?
4: If we're not gonna <laughs> stop having being that toxic, can we at least stop telling people about it? Because I'm really sick of what's going on in my
3: inbox. So you have it's, that it's, it's you have that preference the anti black preference colorism preference and then you also have the preference of fetishization which also comes from racism as well because why do you prefer only black men even though you're white because you assume that i have a big dick was this it's all tangled together
2: mm-hmm.
3: cuz a girl anytime, them don't want to admit
5: that.
3: anytime this, like i said i always side our white gays when they approach me oh you must have a big dick biz how do you know i even want to talk because I'm dark-skinned, right? That's problematic. Yeah.
4: I will never forget, tell me why this white waiter just wanted to relate to me so badly. So I'm sitting at a table. <laughs> I'm sitting at a table with um, one of my girlfriends, and the summer protests um, had literally just gone on. And we're having lunch somewhere. I think everybody's trying to just kind of decompress from what was going on. Um, I won't say the name of the restaurant, but um, this waiter comes up to me and we were he. And of course, since we're all talking about it, he just starts talking about it and how, yes, it was terrible. And he was so glad he was able to go out there and show support because he doesn't want anybody to think that's something he's OK with because he loves black men. He went to Louisiana and he had the time of his life with this most amazing black men. And he was like, that was, he was like, and also that was the best sex of my life. So I know what I'm going to fight for
3: see these would be the same folks i told you about the time um doing the george floyd protest people were holding up signs um big black cocks matter and all this other oh problematic ass shit and yeah you're only standing for the cause quote unquote because you're fetishizing get the fuck out of my face
4: <laughs> yeah bro. no we're not doing this today like i'm sorry like this is this is just this is just not what we're gonna do and it it was so disgusting to me. Me and my girlfriend were looking at each other, um, like, "What do you?" Um, I'm glad you found a reason. Like, what do yeah. you want me to say to that? You found
3: a reason like, to so ha- accessorize them and objectify them.
4: Which also tells me that you feel no need to help anybody else if you don't feel like it's going to help yourself. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, Procrastinator.
1: Literally, I think um, staying, I mean, coming here into this uh, particular show actually brought back my sanity in a way. So, I would say that uh, this is healthy. I mean, this talk is really healthy. That was toxic. So, I had to just wash away some of the toxicity. And that's why I kind of am here. Yeah.
3: Yes. Look, Earth is ghetto. We try to be your safe haven over here.
1: (laughs) Listen,
4: we got to be a safe haven because the Earth is ghetto. Earth is ghetto. (laughs) What else
3: are we going to do? Every day me and Sydney are waiting for an asteroid or waiting for Yellow Rocks, Yellowstone to blow (laughs) up. Listen,
4: I want, listen, and all I ask is that me and Aaron be someplace like doing the fucking most when it happens. Okay. That's all I ask. Okay. My mama gonna be on a tabletop with a drink. Everybody gonna be do- having the time of their fucking life because that's all that matters.
2: All this other
4: bullshit is just that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Huntress. And then he got like really caught off guard too because. I am biracial myself so I guess he was expecting me to be like oh thank you Ooh. that's so cute <laughs> but I but I don't think it's cute it was actually really fucking disturbing when he was like talking about it and then um, you know of course he was like and plus you know that would be like beautiful kids I'm like you do know right like just because you have kids with like a a mixed woman or with a light-skinned black woman that the child may not necessarily take her trades but she could that child could be like a dark-skinned child just like you are right like but once again why the fuck does that matter like mm. it's just so weird I don't know man just uh I just think it's weird like why the fuck are you even like thinking about the color like if you're concerned Mm -hmm. about your child is what skin tone they fucking are and whether or not they have colored eyes like you have no business of having any fucking kids like you don't need to have any Mm -hmm. children
3: it's getting weird a lot of people like fetishizing kids it's getting really weird like oh I want my baby to look like this you're gonna have pretty skin quote unquote good hair girl it's a mess
4: Listen, first of all shout out to the huntress for uh, being undercover for us, yes. do you see what I'm saying? That nigga thought he was in a safe place. He okay. thought he could say whatever the fuck. And she was like, "Um, this feels like it's giving therapy. It's it's giving. We need to dissect."
3: She did, he like he so didn't. He was so
4: taken off guard.
3: He didn't. That's the thing. Just like when white folks don't expect white people to hold them accountable. He didn't expect uh, her to use her like Mm. privilege of being lighter skin. He didn't expect that. And to to say, "Oh
4: no, you're not going to degrade other people in name of me. You've got a problem." And I just have to say, shout out to the Huntress for fucking that. Uh, It's Issa Reed.
0: Look, you're a victim. Yeah, I'm seeing that conversation uh be on the rise too. There's even a name for younger people who are attracted to older people, and they try to use that uh as an excuse um for them being violated as a child. Um, it's just every sector. It's just looking. It's just man, I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't know. Like. I'm really bothered I'm not gonna lie I'm bothered because I don't have any children but I have a niece and I'm like it's just like we moving backwards with a lot of these ideals like it's just ugh I don't know what's gonna happen but I'm praying and it's very hard to want to like help (laughs) or do more for a community that just it's just mm, god it's so bad it's just so bad but
4: it is true i have seen men say oh well they just have a preference for older women from just a real from 11 you you can't consent baby you can't consent you were just being abused and i'm so sorry
5: to break it to you but here we are flesh to death oh my goodness i have um I have been fortunate to have conversations with my male friends who have been through that and watch them be honest and open about what had happened to them and losing their virginity to an older woman when they were young. Um, Unfortunately, on here, though, uh, several of these dudes not only will put up conversations about trying to justify telephilia and being like i orchestrated it and it was all me and she was older woman and that's just how it goes and and i'm the man for it and and it's you know uh, unfortunately there's a lot of gentlemen i've come to find on here i shouldn't say a lot but uh one is already enough so uh more than that to me is disturbing and they sure do double down as hard as they can on just telling you that that it they were not a victim, they were not taken advantage of, and they knew what they was doing at at thirteen, fourteen, dealing with a thirty year old, forty year old woman. Yeah, Ridiculous,
2: bruh. The Huntress. Yo, that's insane. That there there are a lot of men who have experienced experienced statutory rape, and they're never going to fucking admit that. And then there are some, I've had some who like look back in their life much later in age and was like, you know what? That situation I had when I was 13 with that 21 year old definitely was a very toxic and fucking disgusting thing that happened. But majority don't even like to recognize it that way because, you know, I'm a boy. You know, I was a boy. I wanted that. I wanted that. I didn't, I didn't, she didn't force me. I wanted to have sex with her. It's like, you know, that's kind of like, the point of like consent is like you literally were not at the age of consent to give fucking consent so there is no consent involved like so weird yo your brain wasn't even fully developed yet to even understand like any type of abstract thinking when it comes to sex like gross Ooh, it's weird man it's weird
4: um I gotta ask you have you ever seen Antoine Fisher I'm sure people have in the in the uh that, his name sounds familiar bad. Man. So Antoine Fisher, um, I'm sure other people uh, know that it was a story. It was an amazing book that um, Denzel um, directed and turned into a movie later. And I think it was the first time I ever saw a little boy that had been violated by an adult woman that it actually got looked at as abuse. I don't know if anybody else has watched it or seen it. But that was a very, very, very triggering movie for me to watch. And I feel like for a lot of people to watch, and I saw that a lot of men, um, thankfully, social media wasn't as big as it was, um, as it is now. But even then, there were men being like, you know, well, when it happened to me, that was something that I wanted, so on and so forth. When I feel like they were just uncomfortable with actually being faced with what it actually was, you are too little to consent, Period. And, and I've and I actually heard men say, Well, I'm not gonna turn myself into a victim. I ain't no pussy. I'm not gonna turn myself into no victim.
3: Sir. They're so concerned about their manhood. It's really sad. And if you're so, if <laughs> no one can give you your manhood, like, so if you're so concerned that your manhood is, in a, is going to be taken away from you, then you never had it to begin with. Say, so that's the thing. When I hear people say, Oh, they're trying to emasculate us. If my presence, like just if my existence is taking away your masculinity, you never had it to begin with. It's not yours.
4: It's imaginary. If my existence can take it away or give it to you, it's imaginary.
3: I have rarely hear women say, oh, they're trying to effeminate me. It's always, <laughs> oh my God, they're <laughs> trying to take away my masculinity. Stop saying that dumb ass shit. You, probably, you just don't have it at this point. Bruh.
4: That that they're they're so they're so frightened to the point where they are really hurting themselves. Huntress.
2: Oh my god, that's so fucking cringy. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Uh yeah, I'm standing for the rights of black people because I love black dick. Like what the fuck is wrong with what the fuck is wrong with people bro like oh no like how about you just stand you know by these people because of hmm, maybe just having basic fucking decency for fucking humans and just having decency towards like living fucking beings but not because you have a weird thing about big black dicks like what the fuck (laughs) what
1: the fuck (sighs) people
2: are so weird I know I know. Isn't it
3: painful? I hate to it hear guillotines for everybody.
4: Bruh, listen, you know, always tried to take this shit back to Louis VIII every episode. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here he's like why did we ever stop making guillotines? It's like, <laughs>
5: <stop>. <laughs> Shut up, I hate you. Uh, fledged to death. And that makes me think of a book that I read many years ago called The Measure of a Man. Um, the author, I believe, at one point, he uh was the um either the co-creator of source magazine or vibe magazine i can't remember at this point but um i remember reading that and that being a lot about it about the um the uh the is in the color and him being in white spaces because he uh um he's bisexual uh, and talking about going into spaces with white men and them not even really caring what size he was because he was, yeah, I think, you know, he admitted that he wasn't necessarily the biggest but that uh, the fetishization was so real that they didn't even really when it came down to it, they didn't even really care that he wasn't um, the biggest Mm -hmm. as far as penis size but they were just so focused on the fact that he was black and that's all that mattered and it was just so weird and awkward but yeah, the measure of a man
2: i'm gonna have to check that out huntress the worst thing is is when they tell you stupid shit like this and then like (laughs) you have no response because you're just like what the fuck am i supposed to say to that like and then they look at you like confused almost like why do you not understand what i'm saying because it's like yo you're fucking dumb what are you saying like, (laughs) bro oh shit like oh my goodness
4: Bro, (laughs) he's so right. That confused look he was looking at me like, "Don't you understand? Don't you also love black?" And I'm just like, "I really." When she put our drinks down and 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 go to the next table,
3: (laughs) it's amazing. Like it's amazing. Like when we call them out, like, "Hey, you do know what you said about me is actually fetishization, and I'm natural. I'm natural prop." And they'll look at you like you're crazy. Like, "Well, what's the problem?" Like, you should be glad that, bitch. You would get dressed. I
4: should be glad that you <laughs> fetishize me. I should be glad that you find my penis uh, attractive enough to protect. Ill, like, oh, just ill, like, ill, fledged to death.
5: Lord, I absolutely saw that movie. Um, as a native Clevelander, and when that came out, you know, a lot of times people from Cleveland, celebrities, um, from Cleveland, and any type of. Um, media coverage from Clevelanders' perspectives usually get brought up pretty pretty quickly here. So you know him, Anton Fisher, being from um, Cleveland, it it hit hard with me because of being in in town and knowing that I know that that's going on, that went on, is still going on. And when I watched that movie, yeah, that was one of the first times that it was just like I got I got sick to my stomach thinking about that. I you know I'd already been. Bro aware of things was like color purple um, of watching movies when I was younger and thinking like, good Lord, I know this happens to women, but yeah, that one and knowing that that happened to young men, you know, really, um, really hurt my heart.
4: It it, and opened my eyes. Um, I'm not going to say it's a movie that I suggest for people to watch um, because there's just so many movies that are just centering our oppression and our pain but I would say that I feel like it's a, a movie that cis het men should watch.
3: Mm.
4: Honestly, I really do. I, I feel like that's something that they need to watch because I feel like we have a, we have put, the patriarchy has put on this hyper masculine, like ideology for, for cis black men to follow and it's killing them. Literally. Literally killing them (laughs) and and I feel like we're in a space that we are we are only circulating we're stirring the pain we're circulating the pain we're never actually getting to the point where we're out of pain and instead these black these black men want to start podcasts instead of actually dissecting the things that happened in their childhood
3: they want to start podcasts and talking down on black women because they know it's going to get them some some image for once in their lives, when they start a podcast, breath Oh,
4: child. All right, so we are gonna go ahead and uh, switch over to our our next topic. Oh, child. <laughs> <laughs> I I I forget that he be changing the names of the topics that I put in, <laughs> because I swear this. It, <laughs> Okay, because it's a it's an issue. It's an issue. The respectable Negro. <laughs> I hate you, Aaron. The I mean, respectable that's Negro. I mean, I can't argue with you, which is why it stayed. Um, so, <laughs> um, bro. So I did not want to talk about this goddamn slap again. I didn't. I really didn't. I thought I covered all my bases. Um, my, my, my boo thing wasn't here. So um, I am glad that we are talking about it again for that. But the reason that I wanted to bring it back up again was because the shit that I am seeing online, the shit that I am seeing people post, it is gone. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. We have literally got Black people upset at Will Smith saying, you made all Black people look bad. Okay. (laughs) We have white people telling black people that Will Smith made black people look bad.
3: This is why I say, like, white people, this this is not a conversation for y'all. This is a black community conversation. Y'all, like, but once again, okay, ooh, I don't even know where to begin, Uh, bitch. Like, this is so much to this.
4: There, there, (laughs) there, There truly is. So let me go ahead and start it off. So we all saw Will Smith go ahead and slap the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth. We saw, we all saw it happen. I don't know about the rest of you. I laughed until I died. And then I moved on with my day. That was literally it. Now I'm seeing in comment sections that this is all Jada's fault, that Jada should have stopped him. Will Smith should have slapped August Alsina I'm hearing um, the, the the nigga with lupus who he agreed to fuck his wife while he was fucking other people. That's the one he should slap. Okay, um, wh- whatever. We have people um, saying that um, Will Smith needs to be sued. Chris Rock didn't press charges, but you got Tony Rock, his brother, saying that he wants to take it to Will Smith and all that. Listen, first the way the first thing I'm going to preface this is. This is now just rich people conversation that I'm really beginning not to give a fuck about. That's one. Two. The fact that we um, complain so much about protecting black women, and then when somebody does, it's all about the fact that you protected the wrong one. Black, you, just gonna put it out there. It feels like, feeling, feeling like, um, the only reason that y'all are upset is because you guys don't feel like you have, you don't feel like Jada Pinkett Smith is worthy of respect, mm. which bleeds over into everything. You don't really believe in protect Black women. You protect in protecting Black women that you like. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell how upset I am? So, and then that's first. Okay. And then um, what also is crazy to me is the white people in all of these comment sections and all of the white celebrities who have come out and been like, I can't believe this happened on stage. <laughs> and the Oscars. <laughs> and they're like having like fucking like whole coronaries. So they're like, having I, aneurysms.
3: You guys, you're just being so urban. It's just, you're just trying <laughs> to keep everything quiet. And you guys being, you're bringing the hood to the Oscars. and. We're
2: just not used to that. This is why you had the BET <laughs> awards because you guys can't stay over here. Is the Source Awards not on anymore? Like, why did you have to come here with it? <laughs>
4: not the Source
3: Awards. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so old. Anyway. Um, so You show up my age. Um, but it is, it's one of those things that is really, really, really getting to the point where it's really fucking annoying to me because they're talking about taking away Will Smith's Oscar. Now, first of all, I really don't give a fuck about all of these white institutions and the, thi- and the things they want to give out. The Grammys literally went on last night and Spice, and if you're into reggae, you know who Spice is, was nominated and they gave the award to a white reggae group.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Just going to put that out. So they don't matter. They, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't matter to us, but for some reason they do. So, first of all, the fact that people are like, oh, my God, at the Oscars, I can't believe it. They don't fucking like you anyway. Why do you care?
3: Black people, it doesn't matter how much we, quote unquote, behave ourselves in front of whiteness. (laughs) They will still see you as niggas.
4: I, I feel like that maybe that you don't realize that. And if they actually were ever going to respect you in the first place, they're not going to take one person, one person's instance of losing their shit and be like, it's all black people. And any of the white people oh, uh, that are saying like, oh, he made black people look bad. Hey, when Dylan Roof shot all those people at that school, did you
3: feel bad? Oh my God. Yeah, that's the thing. When you never hear white people say, oh my God, all these mass shooters who are usually white they're making Usually. us look bad. <laughs> the first thing that they say is, oh, he was a lone wolf, or oh, mental issues, or oh, he he had no friends. You never hear white people say, oh, they're making white folks look bad when we're fucking imperializing all these other countries and doing all this other shit. But as soon as it's a black person, oh my god, you're making us look bad in front of Massa. Listen. When Massa was still beating the slaves' ass from that...
4: Woo. <laughs> Bro, listen. White society... Has been, uh, has been an expert at individualizing themselves. Yet for some reason, when a black person does something anywhere, all the black people are like, oh shit, he did this in front of mixed company. God damn it. And I was honest the first show when I talked about this, when I first saw it, I'm like, not in front of the white folks. But then I had to realize what the fuck I just said.
3: You could be wearing, you could be the most calmest. You could be Martin Luther King. And they were still, because sh- girl, they let to bring him up, even though they still shot his ass. Bro, he was respectable. <laughs> he was, um, he was politically correct to be uh, that. Because girl, Listen. I like, I prefer Malcolm X, but look. But remember,
4: <laughs> even when it came to Martin Luther King, they only want to take a few of the things that he said and be like, oh, that was who Martin Luther King said when he also said, "The riot is the la- is the language of the people." so you're talking want to bring up Martin Luther King when he literally would be agreeing with the shit that we're doing
3: and I'm about to piss some folks off white people y'all have some nerve saying that violence is not the answer when your very existence is violence oh shit think about where the country you're in hell think about the globe to be honest (laughs) think about your religion to be honest get out my face
4: <laughs> oh my goodness he's coming for your throats uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a
0: man i hate to say this i love antoine fisher that's one of my favorite movies actually um any movie that examines black men like that like moonlight too i fucking love that movie and i really think black men should watch that movie um Damn, who? I ain't gonna lie, that's one part into my future, me and my sister used to say, it's not supposed to be funny, but when he go back home, and he uh see my dear, and she's like, nigga, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's horrible, no, nah, but the movie is awesome, Um, the fact that he <laughs> is a dark skinned man, that heightens the whole, Idea of him questioning his sexuality and what he goes through with that. Um, I don't even know if this message is gonna be played, but yeah, I love that movie.
4: Yeah, no, and I'm 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 glad I went back and I I played it because um, that's one of the reasons why. I, I, you know what? I'm getting to the point. If we are going to continue to give this het straight men a chance, we there needs to be things you got to do. You got to be able to sit there and watch Moonlight with me.
3: Oh shit! Thank they, they're gonna have a heart attack. Oh my God! I guess we ain't fucking. You want I me to? I guess we see... ain't fucking. Oh my God! You want me to see the multiplicity of my race, the 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 diverseness, different people of blackness? You, want... girl, they ain't gonna know what to do.
4: Let me tell you something. We are well, like like I'm realizing that if we are going to continue to fuck them, we are going to have to start to raise the bar.
3: Bitch, you have to watch Pose with me. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you have to watch Pose with me. And look, Pose. They said um, Pose was the most diverse like cast in cable mm-hmm. history because it had mm-hmm. real black trans women on there, real black queer people because, again. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to watch mm. Pose with
4: me. No, uh, look, um, yo. Well, and you know what's so funny that you bring up Pose? I was actually in a relationship, I want to say, right after the first season. And it was a show that I really loved. And the guy that I was with, I was really, like, head over heels. And I remember trying to be like, we should really watch Pose. It's amazing. Like, I don't know whatever you're feeling, but I really feel like we should watch Pose. And I remember him being like, absolutely not. And I was like, why? (laughs) Like, it's such a great show. And like, the acting is amazing. And like, the songs are amazing. Like, it's just, it's an amazing thing. And he told me like, yo, I just don't, that, that, like, watching that's going to make me feel really uncomfortable. And I was like, why would it make you feel uncomfortable? And I remember just earlier, I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen Spartacus, right? Spartacus is a show that used to be on Stars a while ago. There's a lot of dick in there. There's so much dick in that show. Oh my God. There's a schlong every scene. I was enjoying the fuck out of myself. There's a lot of dick in Game
3: of Thrones too.
4: Yes, there <laughs> is. There's dick everywhere in Game of Thrones. So, uh, so... And I remember we were watching an episode of Spartacus and I remember him being like, oh, can we fast forward past this? It's just like, there's always a dick every time I look up. And I'm just like,
3: can I ask you why that makes you feel so weird? Are you getting hard? What's the t?
4: Like, like, what is the issue? And I realized that Black men, a lot of Black men who have been touched as children, feel like they have to really make sure they push away anything homosexual away from them
3: meanwhile i have to consume all this heteros i see pussies all over the screen you don't see me say i oh, get this get this sushi off the tv <laughs> i'm not sushi
4: <laughs> why you had to say sushi <laughs> i'm sorry <sighs> i wasn't expecting that still very true <laughs> There is always a pair of titties, if not pussy. There's always a pair of titties on your fucking screen, no right. matter what the. Fuck and I'm just like, run. yes, right? But for some reason, just the just seeing it, it's 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 crazy. Damn, we got some messages. Okay, hundred. Let's start from the bottom. I
2: see another fucking okay. meme of Will Smith. If I see another fucking comment from somebody saying that he's encouraging <laughs> um, violence. He's encouraging for people to walk up and smack anybody in the face for anything that they say. First of all, get the fuck up out of here. Yo, you it's so crazy how the world is so concerned about fucking violence when literally we thrive off of violence. Our society mm. is built off of violence. Like, yo, let's not talk Whoa. about violence, bro. <laughs> Like these same motherfucking people be advocating for war, be fucking sitting here and, you know, not giving a fuck when police officers are violent towards brown and black people, but you're so concerned about the 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 insane and immoral act of Will Smith bitch slapping Chris Rock for offending his wife. Oh my god. And this mm. is why
3: I uh, this is why I say like white people your existence like the system like, the fact that uh, minimum wage in Alabama is still $7.25, that's violence, bitch. Shit. The fact that capitalism exists, which goes hand-in-hand hand with white supremacy, that is violence. It's more than just a slap to the face, bitch. Verbal, like, the system, it could be verbal, linguistic, like, it can be a lot of shit. When you call me a faggot, I'm, when violent. I got called a faggot, that shit, or like, when you could call the trans person a T-word, that usually means that they're about to get their ass killed, bro. That's sometimes the last thing that those people heard. That's the last thing. When you call me, if you're white and you saying nigga and all this shit, oh, it's just a word. I don't see it's just a joke. I am not trying to hear that shit. That bro. shit can lead to violence, and it still does. So I don't. Um, so if so, if a trans person smacked the fuck out of Dave Chappelle, I to be honest, I wouldn't give a fuck. Um, shouldn't have been talking
4: shit. But like, like that's that like maybe that's just me be because I'm from Miami and a bitch is a little ghetto. But I just don't, I just don't, I just don't care. And the fact that you're, they're trying to take Will Smith's Oscar, uh, he, and like I said, don't really give a fuck about it. But I'm just looking at the dichotomy. But Roman Polanski still has an Oscar. When Wilman Polanski won his last Oscar, they have they gave him a standing ovation. Do you know why he wasn't in the crowd? because he was fleeing the country, because he had just been convicted of raping and drugging a 13 year old girl. Why haven't we taken Roman Palancey's Oscar? That sounds like violence to me.
3: It's so many layers to oh. violence. It's more than just physical, it can be verbal. It could mental, like it's so much. So white people have some nerve talking about violence when this whole system is affecting everyone that they created and they benefit from, which is hurting folks like right. me and you. That's violence in itself. The fact that I have to work two to three jobs and still can't even pay my fucking bills. That's violence.
4: I'm just... I, it's so crazy how only that one thing is looked at as violence.
3: And then Black Some people... the most
4: violent people.
3: Black people, the same Black folks who were saying you making us look bad in front of white folks. Be the same black folks who will beat, smack, and whoop their kids in front of white people at the store for um, asking them a question. And, girl, I can't take y'all seriously. You will beat and smack and whoop the fuck out your kids and in front of white folks. But you just don't say, well, violence ain't the answer. You you got to behave yourself in front of white people. But look what you're doing.
4: Bruh, it is insanity. I'm going to let you choose because there's, there's a lot.
6: <laughs> Oof. I mean, I'm just—I'm so confused at how all i right, all, right, all right Wait, all right, listen, 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 listen. Try this out, rip, real quick. Hey, yo, Aaron, I love you. I love you, bro. Fucking, you look great. You know, I love the look. You know, I'm looking forward to the next GI Joe or the next Caillou episode. Like, it's not even. All right, yeah. If you were to say Caillou, you know. Like he was so,
3: oh, oh, he was so respectful with it. Okay. So if a white um, person says, if a white person says, um, Sydney, I'm gonna use you for example. Pretend I'm white, Sydney. I mm-hmm. love you. I'm looking forward to the next planet of the Apes. You will do good in it. I, 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 I love it. Don't get mad. Don't do nothing. I love.
4: I was you. respectful with it. Yeah. No, you were respectful with it. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, also, um, Chris Rock has has um, has is has been on record being very anti-black. Um, you could actually just go look it up. There are so many people that got YouTube videos just giving you the laundry list and also uh, the laundry list of the things that he's actually said about Jada in the past. We really think it's about the one fucking joke. No, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That nigga just wasn't taking it that night. And at the end of the day, if a husband wants to go ahead and defend his wife, it's not like she said, nigga, go get him. Like, I swear, they swear that Jada to be putting a, a a battery in this nigga's back, like he doesn't have his own mind. It is
3: insane to me. All I'm saying is <laughs> like, I'm not like saying, I'm not condoning, it. I'm, I'm just saying that like, he had a human reaction and if white people can have human reactions against each other, why can't black folks? We boom, boom, fight it out, and move on. Like,
4: again, girl, and what? at the end, the only thing that I, re- that, and I don't even regret that it was done in front of white people. I regret it was done on TV for everybody to see. Mm. Like, I really don't give a fuck about the Oscars and everything. Um, I feel like that uh, the only thing that I am actually sorry about is the fact that he actually won an Oscar, which by the way, Will Smith has been tap dancing for y'all niggas since he was a Fresh Prince of bel He does one Ooh. thing and y'all wanna throw him under the bus. But okay. it's cool, it's
3: That's fine. Like. He has
4: been the magical, mystical Negro from Bag of Vance for a long fucking time, okay? You've been like, it, it kills me. That's why
3: white folks were so shook because they were like, oh my God, we didn't know he would be ghetto. We didn't, he's, he didn't know he would be like this, girl. Not Will, not Will.
2: Uh, hundreds and like as a fucking community as black people can a lot of us stop fucking backing up and protecting designated house niggas can we fucking (laughs) stop like this is when i would ask people to start educating themselves a lot more about the background of certain fucking people before you hype them up to be something that they're fucking not like yo chris rock has always been like a house nigga in my eyes. Back when he was on the fucking talk show with Louis C.K., Seinfeld, and other homeboy, where he was allowing two white dudes to say nigger on a fucking panel on a TV show. And it took Seinfeld, who is a white man, to be the only person on that fucking stage to say, "Um, I don't think it's okay that these two white guys right here are saying nigger. Like, I don't think that's okay. But here is Chris Rock giggling and cackling, thinking that shit's cute.
4: Listen, and to have um, Jerry Seinfeld, who by the way has his own allegations of marrying somebody under the age of 18, tell you that you, like, that maybe we shouldn't be doing that? I feel like that should resound in people's minds. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be real. It took a white man, a white Jewish man sitting there to tell you, guess what? Maybe he shouldn't be able to say the N-word. You disgusting piece of shit. I'm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a read.
6: Oh. I could be wrong. But, uh, I feel like anybody that was happy about Will slapping Chris Rock were like the type of people that got bullied and like never stood up for themselves. I don't know. I could be wrong.
4: <laughs> you are. But, um, the most important part of that we need to go ahead and realize is that us using um, these, um, I, I don't know, these trivial dog whistles like, oh, you must have been bullied. That's why you thought that slap was okay. No, no, I didn't give a fuck about the slap because you are slapping the shit out of somebody who has always remained anti-Black in my eyes. So I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> Take, take what you want, what you will. Tell, tell me that I condone violence. Say, I, you can tell me I condone violence. One thing I do condone is the protection of black women.
3: Look, like, like I said, um, if, a white, if, if a straight person calls me a faggot, you're going to get punched. If a white person calls me a nigga, you're going to get punched. And I'm not trying to hear from a white person, well, you must have been bullied, and that's why you punched me. No, what you said affects me and could kill me. So that's why I punched mm-hmm. you in the face.
0: Period. Yeah, thank you it's a read aaron damn Woo. Yeah. <laughs> and then on
2: top of that back in 2016 when a bunch of black and brown actors and actresses were boycotting the oscars because they didn't nominate any black or brown fucking nominees and jada brought that shit, started a movement and brought that shit to fucking light, which is something that most people should fucking know because the Oscars has an extreme fucking history of being insanely fucking racist to black and brown people, to indigenous people, it fucking etc. You then decide to continue to host the fucking oscars back in 2016 and not only do you host it like the proper house nigga that you are but then you get on the stage and you still are talking shit about jada and will no not will actually was just jada like he had like like for years now he has always had his mouth open when it comes to that fucking woman so like yo i'm gonna need people to stop the fucking cap bro
3: Ugh, I just really, I just so really well want found. black people. I just really wish black people would understand. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you quote unquote behave. You could be in your bedroom sleeping. They will still shoot your ass for minding your fucking business because you exist.
0: Period. My like, God, Oof, damn! Flesh-
4: I know it's so sad out there, Fletch the Dove.
5: You ain't never lied sometimes when we have these conversations about black violence and and, and protecting white fragility. It's just like, white folks, I need you to stop, look and listen, because I don't know where you think you are, but you're clearly in a country that benefits you that profits off of black violence that encourages and would rather would want nothing more than to lock up and enslave and encage black folks across this country it gets on my nerves I, I i it's just so irritating there should be some level of embarrassment at this point but clearly there's not and there probably won't be
4: mm, mm. enslavement aka um uh, incarceration flesh it up.
5: And also, I need Tony Rock to have several seats back to where he was when people really weren't paying attention to him anyway and didn't realize Chris Rock had a sibling. Because I remember watching One of Us, written by Will and Jada, and him being on almost every damn episode. So I I just don't want to hear it. You know, trying to defend your brother who's been a mean girl for the last several decades is um, a day late and a dollar short. I just don't, you know, it's, it's just... It's just ridiculous. Mm. Isa.
0: Oh, can y'all, if y'all never did, please do a talk about post. Just just um, that and just how trans um, women, trans black women are merging into television and entertainment. I am here for that. Look, I would love that conversation. We will. If y'all yeah. want. I, You know yeah. what? I'm not telling y'all what to do. <laughs> mm. But yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. I love this show. Like, I I literally had to sit here until y'all done so that I could start my own conversation because I I love it. I love
4: y'all. Oh, <laughs> oh my
3: god! Woo, woo, woo! And
4: yes, we definitely do have to have a conversation about Pose because I thought that 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 show was so epic. That we was do the most important show in
3: in my opinion. Like, that was the most important show that could be on cable television in, because in black oh history. my, god, the intersection. Whew, that show is just so important everyone that's black listen, needs to watch it
4: listen and 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 i we are definitely gonna have to schedule a conversation to like for that for sure isa
0: you know what i was in that situation sid um and this dude was a thug he was like a blood and everything we were just sitting back and we had put on an episode of um black mirror y'all know the episode with um yep What's his name? Something Mackie. When they go into the video game and they start hunting. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure he was going to be like, man, turn this shit off. No, he sat and watched it with me. We cuddled and enjoyed it. I was like, okay, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. They you want to give something uh, to a thug. That's oh. the episode.
3: My husband, Yaya, was in that episode.
4: Oh, child. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Listen, I'm gonna fight you for him, or at least you can have him first. But let me. I just need a turn. Look, just give me a turn. <laughs> look, just give me.
3: I just need a me, turn. Um, give me six hours, and I'll give him back to you. Uh,
4: listen, uh, listen, I uh, listen with what he got going on. I don't even need six hours. I need like a good forty-five minutes, and I will be perfect. <laughs> because I'll need help after. Um, so, um, flush the death.
5: And when we talk about um, white folks having reactions versus black folks having reactions and the double standard there. I remember when Adrian Brody open mouth kissed Halle Berry Ooh. on the Oscar stage without her consent. If we want to talk Ooh. about violence, so you don't have to slap somebody. It can be verbal. It can be psychological. Um, some of it is just the sheer optics and it's just like, well, you better take back his Oscar because, uh, cause I'm pretty sure Hallie wanted to whoop his ass when that happened. He didn't ask her for that kiss, just straight up kissed her on the stage. You can see that she was uncomfortable, but we don't talk about that. And that wasn't even that long ago. And she
4: talked about it after. And she talked about it afterwards, and this was, I think it was recently, talking about how fucking uncomfortable she was, how fucked up that was, and we don't care about that. We don't care if it's do- be- something's being done to a Black woman. We just don't give a fuck.
3: And going back to, like, um, this is why I really can't take a lot of um, older Black folks that's saying, we gotta look good for the white man. I don't take y'all seriously because, like I said, y'all would be the same ones who will beat your kid in the Walmart aisle seven in front of white mm. folks. And then when I say, well, hey, why did you do that? Well, because he was running his mouth. Okay, well, Chris Rock was running his mouth.
5: <laughs>
3: and <laughs> so <laughs> y'all don't care. It's the selective outrage, it's just hilarious to me. Y'all will literally do all these, beat the fuck out your kids in front of white people, but you wanna say violence isn't. The, okay girl
4: yeah listen no 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 and i I really got a question for those people for everybody who um thought that this was wrong are you going to stop beating your kids
3: hell no that's that's... different (laughs) (laughs) oh my
4: god i hate this i hate this place serenity
0: right it's crazy
2: how all of the boob grabs and the un consensual kisses against women especially younger Mm -hmm. women from these old
0: ass men oh him slapping him slapping chris rock was traumatizing
2: but not the sexual assault that wasn't traumatizing y'all are so fucking weird oh i I hate rich people i
0: i can't understand their (laughs) logic like what And the racist jokes, too, like y'all said, that's not traumatizing, but a slap. A slap was
5: traumatizing. Okay. Listen,
4: but that's why I I really am in a space where it's like, I just want to let anybody know, if you are in a relationship with a cishet man, and they are telling you that Will's Oscar needs to be taken, what happened was wrong, violence isn't the answer, I want to let you know that nigga will never stand up for you in life. Oh, my God. Go in the next direction. Find a man who loves you. And a lot of the women who are saying um, who are saying that uh, the same shit have never had a man actually defend them.
3: Bloop. Also, side note, um, if anyone is trying to join a panel, since this is a scheduled programming Monday, Wednesday, Friday show, we do not let people up on the panel. However, we do do pop-up shows, like in the evenings... And that is when we allow our um, supporters or whoever wants to come up on the panel to talk with us. Speaking of, Sydney, when do you want to do a pop-up show?
4: Ooh. I'm thinking, you know, Wednesday night might be good. Okay. What you want to talk about? You want to do Pose? Oh,
3: yes, absolutely.
4: Okay. Okay. So, Wednesday night, (laughs) we're going to do a pop-up show um, about Pose. Um, so we can really dissect it and get into it. I'm definitely going to be playing some of my favorite clips, bitch. Mm-hmm. We are we are going to dive in deep. I think it's going to be absolutely um, amazing. And um, also, I just want to let people know, I want y'all suggestions. This is a Black queer podcast, so why would I not want to hear from the Black queer people about what we should be talking about? So please, um, you can go ahead and make sure you message us here. You can message us on Instagram, all of that stuff. Um, I am going to go ahead and and, uh, and wrap it up only because me and Aaron need to go over um, so much shit because we're going to see, I can, I'm going to try and bust out as much content as I possibly can. I feel like I finally got some time and because I really want to be able to um, dive in deep with y'all about the the topics that are actually affecting us. And I just also want to thank y'all so much for always coming through. Like I love our fucking audience, bro. You are the best yes. motherfucking audience that a bitch can ever have, and that's just our period. Like I love y'all. Um, we're gonna play this last note, and I'm gonna have Aaron go ahead and take us out. Serenity.
0: Oh, and by the way, hi Aaron, hi
2: Sid, hi hey. Fletch, hi everybody, hi Huntress. I see y'all.
0: Uh, great show as usual. I'm here to listen.
3: Period. I'm going to play this last one, too. Oh, okay.
6: He's so six years old now, and I don't beat him. I talk to him like a human being, and when he decides he wants to act up, yeah. uh, when he wants to act up, he gets a nap. But now if he's being blatantly disrespectful, yeah, he gets popped. But, no, you know, I don't beat my kids.
4: Well, I don't. I hope nobody accused you of beating your children, baby, because that's the only part that I heard. But I, no one should be.
3: I hope no one's accusing you of that. Like, I, did I say? I don't. So? Yeah. I don't think I said Matt Hughes' oh, name. Oh, was I,
4: Oh, somebody, somebody got hit and was hollering. That's what happened. Okay, I got you. No worries. Anyway, thank you so much again for tuning into the Earth is Ghetto podcast. I love you. I love everything about our our place right now. I love the fact that we have such an amazing audience willing to interact with us. And I'm so glad that Aaron is back. I miss
0: them.
3: I miss them so much. I miss y'all. <laughs> it, as always, it's your girl, it's your boy, it's your neither. Aaron, your favorite butch queen giving you all the tea and all the shade. We do this every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Earth is Ghetto Podcast is on Spotify. If you type in the Earth is Ghetto Podcast. It should come up, girl. Um, Yeah, and also on TikTok as well. Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. You can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in our bio. And same for the Earth's Ghetto Podcast Instagram page as
2: well. All right. Bye, bitches. We'll see you in the next one. Bye, (laughs) hoes.